See, the worst part was my personal best ship didn't sail, but my second best ship sails. I'm like, I'm okay with that because at least the ship that I didn't want to sail did not sail, and that was his ship. <laughs> in in, in the zone is a hater. You're a hater. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight, we have our czar of source material, John. Chinoda, all of your things are like just fucking huge spoilers, by the way, bro. <laughs> and? <laughs> just say it. Like, when we get to your section, this is going to be like beep, 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 beep. Like, spoilers <laughs> left and right. Deal with it. Be, it's oh, not like damn. some of the other stuff isn't spoilers either. I mean, like yeah, maybe I not mean, as big spoilers, but it, yeah, no, it's all I feel spoilers. Like it, be, it's hard to do this episode without spoilers. Yeah. Speaking of, we have our hyped up to electric boogaloo Chinoda. My fingers smell like wood. That what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need what a moment does that to process mean? this. <laughs> I know. Oh no! Because before we got started, I actually made a fire pit. So. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, when you like the wood was stacked. I put I leaves know. as kindling, but like I thought apparently I didn't thing. wash my hands enough, and now I'm. I was just like, huh? This, this really smells thing, like wood. I thought this whole thing was just like an innuendo, and you were gonna say you were cranking it furiously before. Yeah, we started. No, I no, no, no! I built the fire pit for masturbation. <laughs> No, boys, don't you know what month it is? We can't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, it's true. Oh, no. All right. And as a guest tonight, we have our boy Ian is back with us. Hello. Thank you for having me again. Excited to be back and talk about something other than AnyTube. Then, then how boy. depressing it is to be an AnyTuber. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, for, for those who may not know, Ian was a guest on a podcast we did earlier this year about the state of uh, AnyTube and content creation in general on uh, on the internet. I highly recommend you check that out if you haven't seen it. Um, it's really, really good. Also, uh, Ian has a YouTube channel of his own where he puts a bunch of content related to anime, manga, and otaku stuff like we do. I do want to say, though, I, I, know, I know you... Uh, are pro probably pretty good at plugging yourself. I want to plug you for just a second. That sounds really weird out of context. <laughs> um, we know what you mean, Alex. <laughs> yes. Uh, recently, within the last like month, I think it was like a month ago now, you released... Stop, Shinoda. <laughs> you released a, a video about uh, Chainsaw Man, and it was really good. Thank you. That was, yeah, it was October 1st. Or no, today's... No. September first. Sorry, it was two months. Oh, ago. Oh, it was two months ago. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was yeah, really it was good the, video. Um, the art of death and chainsaw man. Yeah. Yes, it's really I good. Seeing that in my feed, I'm like, oh, that looks interesting, and I'm watching, and I'm like, this guy sounds familiar. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i highly recommend you guys uh check it out if you haven't um his channel is full of really good uh commentary videos like that uh and they get better all the time that chains uh, the chainsaw man video was the best one you've done yet thank you and that video is also the opposite of what we're talking about today because it, none of it is none of it is hype it is all very sad <laughs> yes <laughs> um that is what we're talking about today though so about this time last year a little over a year ago as a matter of fact we did uh, an episode where we talked about some of our favorite hype moments um in anime and we promised back then that we would do a part two since we had so much to talk about and here it is uh part two 
Uh, finally. <laughs> I know. It's been a, a year. We talked about this for like the last four or five months. Like, when are we going to do this? We promised people we'd do this. When are we going to do this? And that's here. Now, Yay. I want to preface everything by saying, just like in the beginning, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, forgive us if we forget to be like, hey, spoilers for this series. Because I'm definitely not going to remember. <laughs> we will try, though. We'll try to, anytime we know we're going to bring up massive spoilers for a series or a movie or whatever it happens to be, we'll say, hey, you know, massive spoilers for this. Some of it will be light. All of mine are massive. Yeah. yeah <laughs> anytime, anytime Shinoda is talking about a series, it's going to be a massive spoiler in this episode. It's not every time. Don't say that. Uh, yeah. Ah. Yes, it is, Shinoda. <laughs> Two two of these 100% are massive spoilers. Oh, I won't disagree with that. <laughs> um, but let's get started. Um, I'll, I'll start off. Uh, and we're going to do round robin like we usually do for these things. Um, I'll start off with what is the greatest fight scene in all of anime. And it's not even in a shonen. Um, it is the fight scene between uh, Koyomi and Kishot in Kizumonogatari Part 3. Um I don't think there's a fight scene out there that is as fun to watch, as funny, and as bloody as this fight scene is in Kizu Part 3. Is Monogatari not classified as a senin? I don't... I don't know what it's classified. It's certainly not a shonen. <laughs> That's not a conversation I want to... <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's certainly not a shonen. Um, I, don't, I don't know what Monogatari would be classified as. Because like it's so hentai. Weird. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, manga. it's pretty close. Yeah. I don't even know if white novels have that same structure. It's like it's not. It's not originally a manga, so I actually mm. don't know. No, it, it is. It is now though. <laughs> the the Monogatari manga is pretty hype too. Um, I I love this. I don't know how many. I know. Joe, you haven't seen it, right? Not yet. Oh, you're missing out, man. I'm planning on buying the Blu-rays and watching it that way. This man about to spend a lot of money to watch an anime series he's never seen. <laughs> oh, tell me the Blu-rays aren't worth buying. I think they are because I'm a massive yeah, exactly. motherfucker. <laughs> I know what I'm getting into. You're getting into no, like a $2,000 investment. Yeah, I know. Uh but no, I I love it because it's it's the, the animation is also like super on point. The, the animation is super on point for the entire Kizumonogatari trilogy. <clears throat> but I don't know in this fight scene, it just it cranks everything up to eleven. The 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 blood, the guts, the gore, and of course you're seeing like decapitations and like limbs and shit falling off and uh, entrails pouring out. It's amazing. What does Koyomi just have like infinite lives on or something? What the heck? I mean, Koyomi's fighting a literal vampire at her greatest powers, so yeah. <laughs> that's what Kiss Shot is. It's just vampire. Kiss Shot, Asaruri Oren, Hot Under Bread. Which they say that word, that name about a million times throughout Kisamanagatri, by the way. Because it's so edgy. It's edgy. But yeah, I, it, I will say the, the anime, though. <clears throat> does the light novel probably more justice than it deserves in the light novel the the um the fight doesn't come off near as epic as it does in the anime it's almost like how they did um in jojo's part six you know the uh the torture dance scene how that's yeah. literally like four whole panels in the or is, it, is it four or five five it's five five, five. They, but they string that out into an entire 61 second torture dance scene bro it's tell, so good can you tell i know about jojo's 
Yeah, I can oh, tell man. in the I... background. You seem like Whoa. you know a bit. Um, yeah, in, in the in the light novel, it's like it's described in great detail, but it doesn't come off nearly as epic. And I think it's because in typical Nisio Eason fashion, he kind of over describes everything that's happening. Whereas the anime is like, I'm just going to show you all this blood, guts and gore. Oh, it was a film. That's right. There were movies, right? It's yeah. Trilogy. The Kizumonogatari trilogy. It was originally like three movies, which is about to be re-released. Ooh. Which is theater shaft. Yes, right. Anime. Yes, like Shaft can do anime. anime. What? Uh, well, they used to. I guess we'll see if they still can. <laughs> but yeah, they're being re-released. I think as like a single movie. I'm not in 100 sure, and I'm kind of wondering if this is Shaft gauging interest, like current interest in the Monogatari series, to maybe keep doing more. I hope. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got for my first entry. I just wanted to talk about this fight because. It doesn't get talked about enough, and I literally think it's the greatest anime fight of all time. Because fuck, fuck Monogatari, your Goku and fuck your mom yeah, yeah, and yeah. fuck everything. Monogatari is the most like it's it's a super great anime that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> what no, a shame. they've heard of it. They just never watched it because they go watch the toothbrush scene, and that's all they know about it. Okay, but to be fair, the toothbrush scene is a pretty big like. Nah, I don't want to watch this. Speaking of hype moments, it's though. either a nah, I don't want to watch it, or oh hell yeah, this is my kind of anime. And then you get into it and you realize, wait, that was only one scene. There's nothing else like it, and you're like, what the fuck? This is not what I signed up for. What is all this actual storytelling and writing? What? Well, who cares about that? Show right? me more little sisters getting their teeth brushed. Exactly, like that's what the Monogatari series is for, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Right? <laughs> All right. Uh, Jonoda, what do you got? All right. We got... Have, have you ever... Have you boys ever heard of this little-known anime called Haikyuu? Never heard of it. No. Yeah, I, I, I've never yeah, seen... I've never seen for people play like you. I, I don't blame sure. you. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. just this small-time sports <laughs> anime where the most hyped-up shit happens! Oh my fucking god, let's go! <laughs> Haikyuu is that shit, boys! I mean, Haikyuu is just, like, slam dunk, but volleyball. It, it literally is. Um, But, no, there is so many goddamn hype moments in Haikyuu. It is beyond ridiculous. And all of it is built up so well. And it's so exciting when something happens. The music, the animation, everything builds to a crescendo. So, picking a specific moment was so goddamn difficult because I had to go through so many different scenes, watch so many different things, and just like, what? what do I pick? End of the day, I picked up on the accumulation of a whole character arc of Tsukushima, uh, 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 this blonde, glass-wearing boy. By the way, massive spoilers. <laughs> I told you, when Shinoda talks, there's going to be spoilers in this episode. Fun fact, I actually have not seen any Haikyuu. Fuck. Me either. Have I you seen any though. of the porn, though? <laughs> no. I, I gotta go. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Alex. Don't... They'll stumble that 
onto that on their own. Let them Am get I into wrong the series about first. It's literally just an anime for Fujoshi. Am I wrong? It is, and it's fantastic. No, fuck you. I'm saying spoilers anyway. <laughs> I like how uh, he just lost his train of thought in the middle of that. Yeah, because you interrupted me with Yaoi, which I'm like, yeah, the Yaoi is pretty damn good in it. I'll take your word on that. It's not actually in the series. It's all in the doujins, so... Okay, um, yeah, anyway, the, sure, Jan. Because Haikyuu is just about, like, it's it's about volleyball, and it's about the power of friendship. As most shonen are. As most shonen are. Yeah, yeah, no, kind of. Uh, anyways. Accumulation of character arc. Uh, Skushima uh, bl- uh, blocks um, this other character. What was his name? Uh, Ushijima. Ushijima, yeah, thank you. Ushijima. And this was... A lo- how how Haikyuu does it is in tournament arcs um, and one single match can be a whole season. That's the style they do it in. So this whole arc of this character started before uh, all the whole match even began. It is built up to and the amount of hype when that one single moment finally happened. My God. It was amazing. I knew after I watched it and I was talking to everyone else, like other friends that have watched uh, Haikyuu as well, we were all all going, holy shit, what the hell just happened? That was hype as shit. Reenacted that couch meme of that. Yes. Yeah, no, no, (laughs) basically, we were like, yo, oh my god. I can envision this because I know Chinoda likes to watch anime with his friends. <laughs> Not always, but it happens. <laughs> he would literally be the couch meme, though. He's right, though. I, this scene is pretty hype. <laughs> Again, all, I'll take all, your word on it because I've never seen the Haikyuu anime. All the Fujoshi like drooling aside, Haikyuu does have a lot of hype moments in it. Um, it's literally in, hype moments the anime. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, you're not wrong, and like it's really helped along by a really great soundtrack, very bombastic soundtrack that really sells the scene. But yeah, it's if you if I were to pick one particular moment from Haikyuu, it it probably be this one is the most hype. I think uh, among the fandom, it is agreed to be the most hype moment so far in the anime. Yeah, it's a pretty good choice. Yeah. All right, John. All right, so going away from, like, shonen battle scenes, let me talk about a little bit of rom-com hype. So this this is a major spoiler for um, Kaguya-sama. Wait, have but, I seen it already? Are you up to date on this, like, all the anime? Yeah. Yeah, you've seen it. Okay. It's right. So I want to talk about the first climax of Kaguya-sama is when the president does all the puzzle stuff during the school festival and you get it's like so kaguya-sama has always been a will they won't they anime like this love rom-com you're just like oh these funny moments this and that i know alex is rolling his eyes because he hates the fucking show I... But whatever <laughs> i just I, I feel the seed bro no this gives me this gives me a great a great way to just just zone out for a minute <laughs> but you know we've had two seasons of like will they won't they funny moments and it's just like we know we all know that they like each other but they can't admit that they like each other so finally the president is like 
fuck this. I've got a plan. I've got to hatch this plan. And he, when he finally goes through, he like sets up all the like the puzzle thing. Like, was was it? Um, oh my god, the French guy, Arsène Lupin. <laughs> Lupin, yeah, Lupin. He, is it Lupin? Isn't it? I don't remember who he he emulates someone like at the to do the fucking fake puzzle thing to uh, Joker. What, Joker, Arsène. I don't fucking remember, dude. I'm gonna but look it up. He. He has this convoluted plan of like setting up this mystery of who who done it, right? Just to throw off Fujiwara because he's like, "Fuck her, she he is the queen everything. of chaos. <laughs> she, she is literally the worst." <laughs> All to set it up so he can finally meet um, Kaguya by herself, so he can finally fucking confess the first climax of Kaguya Soma, and it's so hype because you're like, the entire time I'm thinking. What bullshit are they gonna pull? Because in everything else prior to this moment, they always pull some bullshit where like something happens and they, they don't moments. actually confess. And it's just like we get fucking baited every single damn time. But they've been building this climax for like a bunch of chapters, and I'm like, holy shit, is it actually gonna happen? Or is he just gonna like do a fake out or something at the end? Because I was like, oh no. But he doesn't fucking fake out. My boy confesses to her. He actually does. And then they fucking get the kiss. They get the kiss, boys. We landed. The ship has sailed. Bro, I fucking stood up. I screamed when that <laughs> happened. I was like, let's go. So, in my opinion, that's like the highlight of the Kaguya thing. Because, like, the rest of it, I'm just like, yeah, it's whatever. I think the first, because the buildup was so good. And then it doesn't take nearly as long to build up for the rest of the stuff in the series, in my opinion. Which is why I think the first climax is the best climax. But I just, it's something about seeing your ship sail that just makes you so fucking hype. I I, I don't know what it is because it's not like there was a harem or anything. So it's not like we can pick girls. There's always been just the one girl, right? Kaguya and President. But holy shit, man. Like, you can say that about a lot of rom coms, though. Like when the ship finally does sail, it's it's a good it's a good feeling. Only oh, if it's your ship best, that sails. Well, true. Yeah. <laughs> true. That's the best feeling. Poor, poor, poor Natai. Poor cope Natai. And sieve. <laughs> you will cope and sieve if your ship doesn't sail. But as, as yeah, Natai just... does every time he talks about Snafu, <laughs> bro, I cope and sieve too for Snafu. Just like pain, pain Pecco. Pain <laughs> but yeah, like reading, watching the anime, it happens in like two seasons, so it's not terribly long of a wait. But in the manga, it's like hundreds of chapters. I, I was like, I've been invested for years at this point. So when it finally happened, it was just like, dude, the biggest relief of my life. And I, I remember Jason is the one who actually, I think he's the one who got me into Kaguya. And yeah, I remember messaging that. him right after the chapter came out, like, bro, bro, did you read the latest chapter? Did you read it? <laughs> I was so excited. So you read this like as it was coming out. Yes, I was reading it as you, it was would, coming let out. Let me ask you anime. something. Would this would this scene be as like impactful if you had binged the whole thing? I don't know because again, I've been this is something this is a ship that you've I've been invested for years at mm. this point. So for the anime, I think you would have been invested for about what? It's about two years, right? I a couple of years at least. Two, two or three. Two or three. First season was 2019, 2018? Let's see. Was it that far pre-COVID? Uh, well, so yeah, because 2019 kind of just fucked everything. 2019 to 2020 was just, like, the year that didn't happen. <laughs> it was like, I, I feel like, like, 2020 and 2021, those those years are just, like, a blur. 
Well, see, the funny thing is, I said 2019 to 2020 was the year that didn't happen, but that was actually two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I so like how Ian January. Our Jamie. <laughs> yeah, he's become our Jamie. <laughs> January 2019 is the first episode of Kaguya, and then the finale of season three, which is what you're talking about, is um, June 2022. So it's about three and a half years. Yeah, if you're in, uh, anime, if you're it in wasn't like way. if you binged it. I think if you binged it right now from start to finish, you might feel that way. Mm. But for me, it was a weekly thing. <laughs> like, oh man, new episode, new chapter of Kagi just dropped. Got to read it. What are they up I've to? I've wondered today? about that recently, though. Like, not just for hype moments, but for how I feel about certain things, like watching them week to week, or or reading them week to week, or however often they come out, versus watching or reading everything all at once. Like, do you get the same? like impactful emotions i don't think i think it depends on the person as i said before. I, I think so too like i think there's some people that like they binge everything and they probably get the same thing out of it that people who watch stuff you know week to week month to month whatever i don't know the time investment that weekly manga has is like because you know a weekly manga would take about i'd say about 20 30 chapters to really hook you and get you like oh man i fucking want to keep reading this right mm. And that's a that's a huge time sink. It's like a year. That's yeah, it's about three quarters of a year. Yeah. Versus like a monthly released one, like manga. It's it's too long in between chapters. But the chapters are great. They're a great story. But the type of storytelling that you have to do in a, a weekly versus a monthly serialization is completely different. Yeah. And know, weekly just preys on about. like, hey man, buy the next uh weekly version of jump to to find out what happens to Luffy. <laughs> Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, exactly. I just think there's more personal investment in it if you've been reading it or you've been watching it for like a few years. Like you're oh, invested yeah. in the, particularly reading it, because I feel like anime can be a little different because you'll watch it and then there's like a year and a half break and then you'll watch it again and then there's another. But with a weekly, you're, it's like a part of your life every yeah. single week for Absolutely. years. It's like, you know, you, you go through different stages of your life. If, if the manga is long enough, you go through like different like life events and it's just this thing's always here. And then when you hit that climax, it's, it's like that more important to you because you've been right. reading it for such a long time versus like reading it all at once. I think you can still have an equivalent experience, but it isn't as important to you personally would be my opinion yeah. on that matter. Oh, I can absolutely agree I, yeah. to that. I can. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching stuff and reading stuff for long enough it's like yeah at this point i'm so invested in like the emotions that it gives me i don't think i would feel the same if i watched or read it like all at once now i know that there's there's two other specific shoujo manga that i love that are like my favorite that i wait five to six years for a single kiss <laughs> and it's like but it's like it's so it's all worth it. it's like oh mm, five years of, of blue balls to finally get this the kiss oh they're dating now ah oh. <laughs> it's worth it man no wonder you like uh rom-com so much because you just like the blue balls <laughs> it's so tantalizing the, the payoff is worth it man worth the payoff it. Yeah. really is it, it, it is it. it is especially when it like john said when it's your ship that's sailing Honestly, yeah. I just uh, read something and my ship just sailed. Like, I caught up to the manga. I thought it was (laughs) over. It turns out it's still running. I caught up and, like, my ship set sail and I caught up. I was like, 
Oh, hell yeah. Then I was like, fuck, it's not over. It's still going. God damn it. This is not okay. I have a, uh, the, I have the plight a of a story. One Piece fan. <laughs> I have a side story about um, watching ship sail. So there's this other um, harem rom-com manga slash anime that I watched called uh, Niskoi. And oh God. <laughs> oh God. one of my friends had a certain ship and my ship sailed. And boy, did I fucking dunk on him so <laughs> hard. <laughs> I was just like, cope and seethe, bro. Cope and seethe. <laughs> so just looking toxic. overboard and like, bro, how's them corals doing down there? <laughs> See, the worst part was my personal best ship didn't sail, but my second best ship sails. I'm like, I'm okay with that. Because at least the ship that I didn't want to sail did not sail, and that was his ship. In the one is a hater. You're a hater. Yeah. yeah. In those a situations, hater-aid. you gotta have a backup in case the one you really want doesn't go. I just thought that because with a lot of like the harem, like uh, pick a girl route uh, manga rom coms, it's kind of obvious who the protag is. is gonna pick. Yeah, it, it's pretty obvious, and I think that Nisekoi makes a very terrible job at pointing out who the obvious pick is because it's 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 so obvious who it is it's Mm. so obvious like who has the most screen time right and then towards the end they start eliminating girls by doing the um like what oh my god what's i'm just i haven't seen mr koi i'm just imagining (laughs) they're like killing them (laughs) no no no. that's what so um squid game well (laughs) Or Emo does the same thing where it's like, here are all the girls that could have been a route, and let's just go down the destruction route where they never get together. And it's like, why? Why would you do this? So towards the end of Nisekoi, when they do that, where it's like, oh, you see this girl, and it's like, this is the one who gets rejected this episode. You're like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, you're, you're watching all your ships get destroyed one by one until it gets to the last girl. And you're like, this is who he picks. And you're just like, fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> All right, let's move on to something that is not rom-com at all. <laughs> Ian. So I'm actually going to double dip here and go with one really quick because we were talking about rom-coms that I didn't add here. Okay. But the ending of Quintuplets, um, I won. <laughs> so that's all I wanted to say on, on that. Just cope and sieve, losers. I won. <laughs> Still salty to I, this day. I, listen, Luckily, I'm, all of I'm, my figures and stuff for that character are in front of my <laughs> so you don't know you don't know who i'm talking about you, it's a good, it could be any of them i i i stopped watching i got salty about quintuplets but not for the reason that we're talking about i just you, you got switched, salty over the stupidest reason god they switched, they switched animation studios and they nerfed all the girls <laughs> It actually Stupidest reason. Better in the second season than it did. False. False. The shaft, well, the Shaft episode in the first season is the best looking episode, but like the general animation in the first season was was not as good as the second season. But those thighs, opinion. man. Those thighs. <laughs> All I can say about quintuplets is uh, they have plenty of doujin where yes. he goes the harem route. So you know, there's that. <laughs> Talking coping about coping. <laughs> yeah. Cry into your pillows at night, weebs. Cry into your dockies. I do! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My actual first moment here was something you guys already talked about 
last year when you did this. We will talk about it again. <laughs> it's just it was like it was like okay, what's the first thing I think of when I'm like, what is the hypest? The penultimate hype for moment me. in all anime. Yeah, and it's uh, Giga Drill Break from Gurren Lagann. Bro, 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 fight, bro. I, I think the the first well, well technically it's the second one but like the first real one is the one i always think of because there's like plenty of them and stuff towards the end that's like un- but yeah, all, the entire ending of the series is just like they're just like how hype can we get over and over again? yeah i know but the like <laughs> throwing the first, galaxies at each other let's fucking go one is with the music and then the speech and just like the, the yelling the attack just yelling the attack name in of itself is just so it just makes me very happy. I've watched that scene like <laughs> dozens of times at this point. It's probably the, my most watched scene of any scene in anime at this point. And it's just, I don't really know how, what else to say about it. It's, I just love it so it's much. It's peak anime. Like, There's, and the, it's the peak crazy, trigger for sure. The, the crazy thing is, it's in that show, in Gurren Lagann, there's so many other great hype moments right along with it too. Like, it's just... The thing about Gurren Logan, right? It's there's exposition in between like major hype moments. Like that's the whole thing. It's hype moment exposition, hype moment exposition. I also think it's not just that it's like the moment itself is hype, but it is also kind of like we were talking about Kaguya. It is the buildup. It's a character moment that's a buildup of like twelve, eleven, or I don't remember. I think it's eleven or twelve episodes. Actually, it might be eight. I should know that, and I don't remember. <laughs> but it's a buildup of a significant amount of episodes in the show's run to this moment for that character. And I think that adds a lot to it being so, as special as it is. Because it's not just like, look how cool this is. It's, it's like, has narrative weight to it as well. Yeah. And Simone's just cool. <laughs> yeah, and he makes yeah. the pose. And then they do the pose again in Promare and... Yes, they do. They do call back to Promare the entire movie. Yes, the entire (laughs) movie is just one giant hype scene. I should have really go watch Promare. You really really should. (laughs) I keep being told to go watch it, and I'm like, I will. And I like it's like Gurren Lagann fanfic. That's how I described it the first time I watched it. And I because it always boggles my mind that a lot of people I know that was their first trigger show or trigger thing. Um, or like people who watched that had never seen Gurren Lagann and they loved it. I'm like, but half the movie is like a Gurren Lagann reference. The entire like <laughs> final third of the movie is they're just making Gurren Lagann references. <laughs> so that's always, that's always really funny to me. That's great. Yeah. Um, I think you could say the same thing about a lot of, of triggers stuff. I mean, you have another trigger thing on your list if you want to oh, talk about it. it. Yeah, I'll just go into the next one. I did have a few of them on here, so I can get two in a row. Um, I'm trying to figure out how I want to talk about it. So again, just Kill a Kill is one of my favorite shows. I actually like Kill a Kill more than Gurren Lagann. Not that I want to put, not that it really matters, but I, if I had to rank them, Kill a Kill would be ahead of it. Every, um, let's, let's, hold on. Everything that Trigger has ever made is S tier, except for what was the one that everyone hated? I can't remember. To fight. I, I kind of like Kiz Niver. That's what I was going to say. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, I think Kiz Niver yeah, is like good enough. Fair. <laughs> but a 10 out of 10 but it I needed it. it needed more runtime man it needed more runtime yeah it had the opposite of the darling and the franks problem where it ended too soon instead of going and darling and the franks went on, went on for too, way too long, too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
But for Kill a Kill, there are two moments. I mean, there's a lot of moments, right? Like the first episode is incredible. Every time, don't lose your way. There's an actual name for that song, but I'm just going to call it that. Yeah, it is. That's all we know it is. It's what everyone calls it. But there's two that I think of that I'm going to describe as spoiler-free as I can, as there's a scene where a character gets their arms cut off in very limited animation, which is the funniest part because it's incredibly limited. And it's like basically a joke scene. And it's like the hypest thing for me. (laughs) It's like one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. And then there's a scene in the second half that involves a decapitation that was the first and still probably one of the only like I paused the episode and like walked around like this for a couple (laughs) minutes in my room when I was watching it. Holy shit. (laughs) Kill a Kill does do that to motherfuckers. Like the those two are just like unbelievable scenes in like the whole series really. But it there's just like the I wish I could talk about the other one. The first one, the arm one is just like I was just like <laughs> and it only makes sense. Let's go. It, it makes me sound like a crazy person. It only makes sense if you know what I'm talking about and you've seen the show. If you yeah. haven't seen the show, and you I know exactly scene, what you're talking you about. I completely agree. out of context. You'd be like, well, I don't. What you, I <laughs> What's happening? What you, I don't what, get what, it. What yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. I'm. Kill a kill is great. We should do it's a sportscast on it at some point. It's my probably. Anyway. Uh, I know we say that about a lot of things, and there's a lot of trigger stuff I want to do a spoiler cast on at some point. Uh, but yeah, Kill a Kill and Gurlagan, both great choices, man. I think that's all my trigger. Yeah, it's all my trigger for now. Because like a lot of other stuff, like I wasn't gonna. I like Cyberpunk, but I don't think Cyberpunk is a hype show. It's no, a it's sad, a depressing. Show. sad. Show. <laughs> it's a very depressing it's a show. show. I want to say about Cyberpunk for anyone who's who, uh, who may have never seen it. Don't watch it if you're thinking about ending at all. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, really. No. Don't watch it if you're not in a good mood. Just hey. don't. Why would you want to be in a good mood to watch it? And then you're just going to be in a bad mood after you're done. <laughs> because if you're in a bad mood, it'll put you somewhere dangerous. If you're in a good mood, at least you'll be like, well, I don't feel great now. But now it ruined my damn day. <laughs> it's better for it to ruin your day than, man, I really feel like offing myself now. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, getting away from Trigger's uh, S-tier excellence and back to... Uh, I get a rom-com, but it's also one of those scenes where out of context, it makes no sense. Actually, in context, it makes no sense either. Um, yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, I read this and I'm like, that, that wasn't hype. What are you talking about? I think it was very hype because it comes out of fucking nowhere. I don't know, I mean, that whole rap scene. I was like, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, I, I can vibe with this. Hachi, I can rap. Yeah, yeah. And then he starts doing like the diss at the end. I'm like, yeah, get him, get him. <laughs> I don't know. I really like it. I like the rap scene in uh, in Snafu because it just it comes out of nowhere. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, at, even in context. But it's it's also so out of character for for Hachiman. That's I think that's really why I like it because it's him doing something that's really out of character. See, that just makes me think of um, Kaguya-sama when Fujiwara raps, <laughs> and it's like, yo, she's dropping bars and dissing the the president, yo. <laughs> Can, can we, 
is it fair to say that anytime someone just randomly drops a rap diss track in an anime, it's pretty cool? Yeah. I don't know is why it? it's cool. It's like, I don't, I don't know. It's just unexpected because I never expect there to be rap in my anime. Because <laughs> Unless in, it's actually uh, in the OST. Odd Taxi. Yeah, Odd Taxi, yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's oh, just a that's... character in Otaxi that his entire bit is he just raps the entire time. Yeah. He just speaks was... in <laughs> He speaks he the, speaks uh... in diss tracks. The monkey guy? Was that what it was? Was he a monkey? No, he's a God, I don't I don't remember. He's like a, a ferret or something. I do remember some guy who was he only spoke in uh in rap, rap lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> John, I'm getting PTSD back to when uh president <laughs> rapped. And Chica was dying. <laughs> He's a porcupine. It's a porcupine. Porcupine. Okay. Porcupine. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty great too. Just an entire character. His 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 entire shtick is he just speaks in rap lyrics. It's yeah. it's great. Odd Taxi is another one that's it's not really a hype show, but it's one people should it's just watch. Just a good show. Yeah, it's all dialogue yeah. based. Yeah, people should really watch that. People slept on Odd Taxi, I think, and it's I, I get it. A lot of it is probably the the art style is very difficult for a lot of people, and I get it. But man, there's a good story to be had there. It's really, really good. Is this the the time and the place to tell you that I don't really like Origairu? Oh God, here we oh. go. Whoa, Ian. Okay. Whoa. You don't I mean, like Snafu? You you are you are more than welcome to explain your heresy, sir. Um, at this point, I've accepted the fact that I probably will at some point go back because I never watched the third season. I don't know the ending. Hmm. Um, but I watched the first. Don't two talk to Natai about it. He'll be. I watched, he'll start crying. <laughs> I watched the first two seasons, and just did not vibe with it. Didn't it do felt, anything. It, yeah, it just felt very like. I think part of it is because people it's one of those like it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy where people are like, oh, this is like so deep and meaningful. And like these characters are, you know, so well written. And then like, I don't see that. And then because I don't see that, it makes it worse because people are telling me I should be seeing it. Right. Um, that's yeah, how my brain that. works. But it, it just like it felt like it was I watched two seasons and like nobody like none of the characters significantly changed except the female characters who were now more interested romantically in the main character. And I thought that was unwarranted. I felt like it was just like, Oh, he's kind of a weirdo. And now he's still a weirdo, but now the girls like him. <laughs> right. I'm being reductive on purpose, obviously, but like, that was just sort of like, by the time I got to the second season, I was just kind of like zoned out and like, Oh man, look like looking for things to make fun of. So I, <laughs> I do want to go back and because like other people I know like it, like people whose opinions like I value and stuff like like it as well. And so I'm like, I feel like I should go give it another try. But, you know, I also think it's about, funny that I don't like it. That that thing about the self-fulfilling prophecy is maybe I never even thought about it that way. Maybe that's why I don't like Kaguya-sama because people are always telling me how great of a chemistry the two main love interests have. And I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I see two people that in real life would absolutely hate each other and want nothing to do with each other at all. Oh, I'm so sorry you don't understand nuance. <laughs> I'm so sorry you don't understand love, Alex. 
<laughs> hey. <laughs> Damn, no, that's a low blow. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. That was mean. I mean, I don't have anyone currently, so he's kind of right. No, 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 Alex, don't make him But yeah, I understand Ian's point because, like, I, everyone swears up and down that uh, your lie in April is such a great anime, and I'm like, I think it's garbage, but okay. I, wanna, I, I, wanna, I really don't care about the main character. I, wanna, I super I indulge, don't care about him. I want to indulge in your heresy a little bit because I half agree with you. I don't think it's as good as people say it is, but I don't think it's as bad as you say it is. I think it's bad because I don't like the main character and I don't feel any pity for him. Like, I go, oh, boo-hoo, woe is me, right? Is, Which is, if you don't is, like is the main character arc. of a work, you're probably not going to like the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's just an unfortunate thing because it's like, you know, I would normally feel sorry for a main character, but he's just so fucking. I'm gonna spoil the entire thing of your lion April. I'm gonna cut myself off there about why I hate him and his character arc and how it, like nothing actually gets resolved and he's not, not deserving of anything. It's <laughs> not. He is. He is very not hype. And, he's and the again, opposite of hype. And that's the entire purpose of the the show, right? It's about his growth, and I'm like, yeah. his mm-hmm. bro- growth fucking sucks because <laughs> he doesn't actually grow. Until whatever again, I'm, I'm I gotta go. But you know, I, I, cut myself I, I think I think that thing that Ian talked about, like the whole self fulfilling prophecy of like you go into something that you know other people have talked about, other people enjoy, especially if it's for a very specific reason, and then you go watch it or read it, and you don't see what the other people, like you say, people whose opinions you respect might see. You begin to wonder, like, what is it that they actually see in this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And for Snafu specifically, I feel like that show works really well if you can relate to Hachiman. Mm, and you yeah. can, you, whether or not you're projecting yourself onto him, just like if you can like see where he's coming from and you can be like, oh, yeah, I know, like, I, I understand this character, not I think this character is kind of a crybaby and annoying. Right. And so right. I think if you go in and you are like, oh, this guy's kind of like an edgelord doofus. In the first couple episodes of Snafu, you're already starting at a point far behind anyone else that is like, oh, no, this guy has some good points. Like, I, I kind of relate to this. And I think that show is so predicated on him being the main character that it sort of I, I can see why other people do don't like it a lot more than I don't like it. And also, I can see why people do like it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who view Hachiman as sort of like a, a literally me character. And yeah. maybe that's why they like it so much. I think I think that's why there's a lot of introverts out there that loved Bochi the Rock because yeah, she like, was oh a literally gosh, me she's character. Literally mm-hmm. me. Bro, like, don't actually, be she's... attacking weebs like this. <laughs> I don't think she's literally you, bro. She can actually play guitar, but okay, <laughs> <seriously>. <laughs> she shreds. <laughs> anyway, uh, we can move on to Chinoda. Now, Chinoda, I know you had to go soon. Do do you? Is it like soon? Soon? Yeah, I should probably uh, binge through my list. Yeah, let, let's ha- let's since Chinoda has to go, we'll let him uh, zoom through the the things he has on his list so we can go. All right, so Hunter Hunter, big spoilers. Uh, ah, something else where I can zone out. Thank you. Do you welcome. not like Hunter we'll Hunter? It in. I've never watched it. He's not Hunter. cultured. <laughs> Missing out, bro. Do you have, do you have any really intention is. of watching it? Because you're about to have like one of the biggest plot points. Oh, I don't <laughs> care. Spoiler. John, John, John will John will tell you like I don't give a shit about spoilers. Like you yeah. can spoil the entirety of something for me, I'll still enjoy it just as much. I'm also uh, the wish, same way. I wish I could be like that. Oh, uh, yeah. unfortunate. 
All right. He told me how letter. Attack on um, Titan ended. Yeah, because I, mean, I had to tell go. someone. <laughs> <laughs> I had when I got to the ending of Attack on Titan, I had to fucking say something. I had he, so much like, I had to say. See, the thing is, he read it when it first came out, like the day it came out, I think. And like he knew he couldn't tell anyone else about it because no one else had read it yet. And he came to me. It's like, I got to talk to someone about this. And I know you don't give a shit about it. So just read this and tell me what you think. I have survived. 10 years now of being an anime only the final <laughs> episode comes out in two days i would so isn't it i would it's the exact same way <laughs> yeah well you see Ian. <laughs> well the tie doesn't read any manga ever oh i would try to get him to read chainsaw man for the good better part of a, a year now and he's just like nope sorry I'm trying to think. I, I know he's read a couple of light novels I'm sure you'll know. eventually get him to read something. I manga. Anyway, <clears throat> yes, Hunter Hunter. Towards the basically the end of it, Don goes uh, full on rage mode. He sacrifices like some of his life force to get an immediate power boost uh, because uh, he just discovered uh, someone that he cared for is actually truly dead. And there was an enemy right in front of him, the one who killed uh, that person. And Gon went uh, full berserker, like, oh, you're dead. And this was such a shock, because Gon is like the sweetheart, the nice boy, just the absolute sweetest uh, person in the show. Yeah, it and... was a, it's truly a, a shonen moment where it's like, this kid who believes in the power of friendship and everything always working out when he eventually, like when he actually does suffer actual loss, then he fucking absolutely goes ballistic. Yep. Like, and he's never had loss like this before. Like this was one of those moments like, Oh, my friend, my mentor is gone and you're the cause you're dead. <laughs> and he, he, he absolutely does it. He fucking kills his enemy in some, one of the most brutal shonen ways i have seen and i loved it it was such a hype moment but at the same time i was like oh good lord gone calm down jesus you are scaring me but it was so fucking hype because it was so cool it's the scene <clears throat> that launched a thousand video essays on <laughs> it did, honestly <laughs> though it All really right. is like it's so hype but also not at the same it's, it's it's such a weird line that that scene walks because like you're like oh finally like they finally come up and for this character like finally gone is like using all of his power but then it's like it immediately like the, the end of that scene is very very like solemn or sad depending on how you want to you want to look at it and it's just like yeah it's really hype and now i feel yeah but I think it really does capture the mood that uh, that they wanted you to have, and yeah. that's what makes it even better. Hmm. Isn't that good though? When a character gets their like the comeuppance they've deserved, and then you just feel empty. Isn't that just good writing? Oh, it's beautiful writing. I I would say so, especially if they manage to catch the uh, readers slash watchers in that same mood. It's even better because then you know you got hooked. Yeah, it's a very yep. well-written series. You should um, watch it. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next uh, hype moment. Bleach. Again, super major spoilers because this is like during the final arc of Bleach. Like the true final arc. Uh, there is uh, something called Squad Zero. They are basic, They are the um, security of the Soul King. And they are so freaking powerful that their Bankai, aka their superpower for anyone who doesn't know uh, Bleach, is locked away by each other's life force because it's so massive in terms of power, it actually affects different worlds. Like the earthly realm, uh, other realm, like all that. It, they can only unleash it for a short time in a specific realm. Yeah, because they would literally just destroy everything if they... Yeah, because that's how powerful they are. So the uh, other three members of uh, Squad Zero had to kill themselves for just one person. Kitty! Hey, cat. <laughs> Sorry. There's a hype moment. <laughs> I got Surprise guest. <laughs> um, other three have to kill themselves just for one to use their power. And last uh, season of uh, Bleach, that just aired last season, actually, um, we saw one of them use her full power. Uh, Senjimaru Shut uh, Shutara? whatever Japanese name. <laughs> uh, she you do uh, not Nihongo good enough <laughs> I don't know I don't I can't I can't words uh very well she's a, a weaver she uh makes a cloth and all that and what her bunkai is is she essentially can weave together reality and it is so cool. So awesome. I read this scene years ago when the after Bleach originally ended airing. So it was just the manga. When I read that and I saw it affecting the other worlds, I'm like, okay, that's hype as fuck. Now, and one thing you're, finally... you're missing is that so Squad Zero is like this mythical squad that everyone knows like, oh, God, it's Squad Zero. They're they're literally the best of the best. Like who the who cares about uh, Yamato and Captain of Squad One? He's fucking nothing. He's a fucking speck <laughs> compared to Squad Zero. And you're told about this, but you're like, yeah, well, like, uh, sure, like everyone in in the Soul Society, oh, they're all this strong, right? But it's so when you finally get to this moment to see actually Squad Zero in action, you're because when you're first introduced to them, you're like, oh man, they're getting bodied left and right. Like, oh, they're not that strong, whatever. Like, whoa, whatever. And then and then they do the sacrifice. Then you're like, okay. Okay. Oh <laughs> shit, dude. It's the build up, man. You got you can't forget about that build up. You're right. You're right. The build up for it was amazing as well because you had to build up to it. And then when the build up finally accumulates, it's holy fuck, what just happened? Did that actually just happen? It was so amazing. Like finally seeing it in anime form even better. I was, I stood up, I was screaming, I was shouting, I was shitting myself. Oh my <laughs> god. Did you, did you throw up too? <laughs> Absolutely. Full screenshot, man. Yeah, I remember uh, when that episode finally came out, like, the internet 
the the fandom of Bleach just like instantly blew up, and I was just like, "Oh, they finally got to that, huh?" <laughs> yeah, it was a good day. It was a damn good to, day. To be fair, though, Chinoda, the the anime did the scene justice. <laughs> oh, they absolutely did. They've been doing the whole arc justice. I I love it. I love it so much. Man, the the, the big three are just back, <laughs> and it's and it's it's just it's still the same. Wait, Alex, did you finish reading Bleach too? I haven't finished reading Bleach, but I did watch last season. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, you did? Why the fuck yeah, didn't I, you reach I, out, bro? I, I watched <laughs> it after the season was over. I binged it. You should have told wanna... me. We could have talked about it. He doesn't want to talk to us about Shonen because we get like this. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Final moment. Now, Alex, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just shut up. I know what you have to say. No, I just... Oh. It's go, my go turn to it. check out. It's my turn to just like, okay. Yeah, John can check out. Alex, shut the fuck up. Ian, you're cool. I like you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> fuck you. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> um, Don Machi. Yes, before you go away, before you click away, hear me out. Major spoilers, by the way. Her tits are huge. <laughs> Her tits are even bigger this season. <laughs> that that's there's the hype in Damachi. How big are Hestia's tits going to be this season? Now, um, just like everything else, this was no. This was a two-core season, so there was a part one, part two, and this whole thing was a single arc that was building up to this fight. And, like, um, it's a boss monster that Bell has to fight. It's not just Bell either. It's uh, Ryu as well, another legendary adventurer. And this fight, holy shit, versus uh, this thing called the Juggernaut. Oh, my God. The Juggernaut earns its title. It truly earned its title. You see it coming out of the dungeon itself wipe out like 80 to 90 percent of the adventurers that were there in like a instant everyone got messed up even bell got our main character got messed up bad we thought he died for a good second he just he survived because of bs luck that's literally it he had an item that had him survive otherwise he on would have been dead. This scene was next level. Anyway, this whole f- uh, fight was a buildup of all these episodes of a sheer survival that Bell and Ryu had to do this whole time facing against monsters that could kill them if they did one single thing wrong. And my god... <laughs> The hype. The amount of hype. We go from Don Machi starting off as a mediocre anime, haha, funny, big boobed uh, girl, to oh shit. Oh shit. Everything's serious. With People big are girl. hurt and dead. This is no joke anymore. It is so cool. And the boss fight, it's even better. Boys, I will tell you, I screamed, I cried, 
I have the time of my life watching this I shit this my pants. I, I, I may have creamed myself. It was amazing. It uh, truly... It, it was honestly one of my one of the most hype moments of the year for me. Period. Straight up. I will say, for, for those who don't watch Don Machi or, or haven't seen it, I get it. I get why you don't. <laughs> um, Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, kitty. Hi, kitty. Your oh, cat's in the background. Food right Is now, she so. going to lay down? I'm really interested. She might lay down there. Oh, yep. nice. No, I, I get it. Like, Don Machi is, it, it seems like it's not great. And you know what? You're not even you're, you're not even wrong. You're you're not even wrong in the slightest. But um, if you don't go into it like looking for something super serious, and you just go into it to have fun, you can enjoy yourself. Oh, absolutely. And this this is one of those scenes where you can like literally just turn your brain off and just go into it like you would go into a Marvel movie. Don't expect a masterpiece. Just expect fun. And I will say this. I will keep on arguing this. Yes, it started off bad. Yes, that it like the series really did start off bad. Fuck off, John. (laughs) Actually, you know what? I'm gonna have to agree with John. The first season is not very good. I'm literally saying it. It starts off bad. What more do you want? But I am saying it gets better. It does get better. It improves slowly. Mind you, sounds like a One Piece fan right now. Listen, if it Nick took you six seasons right to get better, I don't know if you really deserve to have six seasons. They built up to it, and it pays off, okay? Listen, big boobs go boing. That's all I need. Excuse you, sir. They go boing boing. Oh, excuse me. In the last season, they certainly did. Oh, absolutely. It was whew, fantastic. Yeah, you're not and really it, selling me on Don Machi any more than the first season. It's okay. It's John, okay. you're a stubborn asshole. What more do you want? <laughs> you're just learning this now? <laughs> I know. How oh, don't worry. Lady tells me all the time. Uh, all right. Well, that's anyway, that's my list. I have to go do other stuff, mainly evolving, setting things on fire. Ooh. He's going to go be an arsonist. It's so much fun. I'm going to call the governor real quick. Hold on. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I met them, so they're cool with me. What? <laughs> so he won't suspect when you assassinate him. <laughs> Gotta remember, perks of being a government employee. Oh, that's right. That's right. He does work for the feds. I forgot about that. When you go postal, it's going to be very appropriate. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean... Yeah, do not use this as a... John, cut this. <laughs> Sending it to the governor right now. Fuck! Hello, FBI. Moshi moshi. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, well, you guys see have a good one. Good to see you, Ian. And say hi to Kitty for me. She's she's staring right at you right now. She's staring directly at the screen, so... There that makes me happy. All right, so John, are we going back to rom coms for you? Oh my god, I have literally just like <laughs> actually all of it is rom coms except for one. No, the last, the last two. two. Okay, okay, the last two. Sure, sure, we'll it's go because in the first one I didn't get to talk about the rom com hype because we don't like listen. All right, so have have you guys seen 
the world God only knows. I have. Or read the manga. I have not. I've seen the anime. Okay. I haven't read the manga. I was going to say this earlier that 80% of the things you guys are talking about I hadn't seen. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's it was fine. like it was like Hunter Hunter and Kaguya. And then I mean like some of your some of yours coming up I have seen. What about on the first one we did? Because I know you saw what we talked about on that. Um, I don't remember those off the top of my head, so I'm going to check. Anyway, so, the world God only knows. The world God only God. knows is a it's another like choose a girl rom com, mm. and it's so hype when he finally chooses a girl because he doesn't choose the obvious answer. And I was just like, because you know, like again, in the in these choose a girl rom coms, there's always that one girl who's like always there and gets the most screen time, right? And yeah. minor spoiler for that, um, whoever you think gets the most screen time is not the one who got chose. And I'm just that's like, the thing yo, about world yo, he knows. chooses he a girl the... that's just like, I, I did not predict this at all. It does like, the this... bait and switch thing in like the last <laughs> like quarter of the show. Yeah, it's like there's a um, there's another like harem. Uh, pick a girl romance anime that i remember watching that also did that thing where it's like they literally chose the option that no one ever chooses in a harem like game it's usually the sundari girl or whoever like is the most bitchy to him it's usually that character they didn't do that for this one either and i was just like yo they chose like freaking big sister like childhood friend holy shit they never win dude (laughs) big sister childhood friend never fucking wins so that's true it's just surprising to me but he it's because the entire time the world god only knows has been building up to like which girl is it and each girl has an equal opportunity to be the one except for like the um reaper girl who's with him the entire time who i'm like i I think he's gonna end up with her but whatever like i hope they don't do that and they didn't which is great but i i did not see who the fuck he was choosing i i just i keep thinking even to this day i'm like i don't I don't understand why he picked her. It just seems so out of pocket. It's just so. But that's why it's so kind of hype because like you don't see it coming. Yeah. I, I mean, because again, in pick a girl, it's always hype to see the, the ships. It's always mm-hmm. hype. And just and just because it was so I didn't personally have own my own ship where I was like, I, I want this girl to win. So that's why to me it was hype when he finally picked a girl. and It was someone I did not expect. Because at this point, I'm just watching The Bachelorette, and I'm just waiting for them to like, who's the, who's the dude, right? Is it a curse? Is it a curse to watch a rom com like that where there's like an actual like, uh, it's not obvious who the the girl is gonna be at the end, and like you just don't care who it is because you like them all. Yeah, and it's is that, is that a curse or is that like a, a blessing? I don't know. I think it's a blessing. I, I think it's more of a if because. I'm not so emotionally invested in any of these ships, so it's an enjoyable show. So you can mm-hmm. enjoy it for what it's worth, yeah. which is a good thing. Uh, but I guess you could say that's a terrible hallmark of a um, pick-a-girl show because they want you to buy their merch. They want you to, to buy all the figures <laughs> of mm-hmm. your waifu. So if you don't care enough to buy it and you're like, oh, I don't really care, you're not going to be able to like buy 10 of these figures of, of this girl. Fair enough. I can say from personal experience, I watched quintuplets the first season like that kind of just like oh this looks like a goofy show i'm gonna watch it i watched the second season in the movie very very invested in who the winner would be and i much <laughs> more enjoyed the second i'll just say the second season because the movie obviously like that doesn't count because i won 
but like even the second season was just like, <laughs> was just like way yeah like way more invested I, I think it's... because i had something to like i was like every episode is like crumbs do i get some crumbs like what's gonna happen <laughs> I, I, yeah because please I, I feel sir, like may i have some more <laughs> my ship my ship uh, when you're invested it feels you you will definitely enjoy it more if your ship wins yeah. but if your ship doesn't win man <laughs> complete 180 I hate, like, this this. I hate this show. It's the worst. Wrong pick. <laughs> Never again. So, because it's like that. You in fell Toradora. off L plus ratio. Yeah. So, in, in Toradora, when the ship sails, like, it's a pretty obvious ship. I'm like, let's fucking go. Like, this is the ship I wanted. It's not. And the funniest thing is, she wasn't my favorite girl. My favorite girl, me and Natai have the same favorite girl in Toradora. But we're like, that's fine, though, because the ship that has the sail is the one that's good for the characters, not good for me. So I'm fine with that. But it's just like uh I I wasn't emotionally invested in Toradora for the main ship. I just really liked seeing uh my girl. <laughs> Whenever she's on screen, I'm just like, oh hello. Hello there. <laughs> Which is oh, not why they make rom coms, John. <laughs> well, it's cause Toradora is a very it's it's so centered in. It's like Clanad, where it's like you know who the girl is gonna get picked. It's this it's supposed to be a harem for sure. There's supposed to be multiple girls, but there's one that is obviously going to get picked, and they hyper-focus on that one girl. So it's really hard to build any other ship other than, like, the one they're forcing down your damn throat. Yeah. It'll, at least with Clannad load, like, the interactions with all the other, like, secondary characters are really cool. Like, they're, they're, yeah, fun. they're fun. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. They're all fun side characters, and that's how I feel about uh, Toradora, but... I was happy when the ship sailed because I was like, God, it's been building up to this for so fucking long. <laughs> like, it's about I, I've been watching this. Yeah, it was, it's a huge. Is it like 20 something episodes? It's 26, 20. I believe. Yeah. yeah, it's like you've been waiting 22 episodes for this to fucking happen. So thank God it finally did. I have a friend and I'm not going to throw him under the I guess I'm going to throw him under the bus, but I'm not going to name him. So I won't totally throw him under the bus <laughs> who loves Toradora. And he he it's been five or six years now and he won't watch the last two episodes of the show because he doesn't want it to be over so he just like stopped he just stopped watching it and he's just not going to go back and i'm just like i don't i just what do you mean i, I watched the yeah, end I of know. it no i was talking about this with the time i'm not saying that's who it is it but is his time. his girlfriend does the same thing with every show she loves she won't watch the final episode if she loves because then the it will finally be over. Don't you understand? <laughs> I I have the exact same thing for uh, light novels where it's like if it's so good, it's like oh I don't want to read the last like novel like the last volume because then it will be actually over. Because I'm I'm rereading through like omniscient readers viewpoint and I'm at the last like section of it and I'm like I don't want to finish reading it because it'll be over. <laughs> I'm just like putting it off. It. You're rereading it, right? Yeah, because it's like well, so you once still it's over, the, like you still read it yeah, the first time. I, I read it the first time, but I'm I'm like rereading it again, and that's I feel like just stopping there because I'm like, ah, oh, it's such a good experience. But then once I'm done reading it, I'm done reading it again because it's like after I usually after the second read through, I don't read it ever again for like a series. Other than nope, no Overlord, I read three times. Okay, other than Overlord, I've read that three times now, just to like refresh everything that happened and then read it again, mm-hmm. but. It's not like I. I and then you'll I, be I disappointed up, by the anime. Yeah, well, let's not talk about the anime. But there's more. Um, there's a lot more light novels that I have, like just on the back burner that I can go to. So it's like I already know how this ends, and 
I can always come pick it up and be like, oh yeah, let's finish the ending again of Omniscient Reader's Viewpoint because of how hype it is at the end. So that, that's why I just I just keep it there. It's like a secret stash of, hey, I'm getting kind of bored of reading this thing. It's tr- kind of a, uh, a trudge. So I'm just going to go back to Omniscient Reader. Do you want to break Natai's brain? Because I can yeah. know how to do it. So tell him that you're reading something, but tell him that you've already read the last chapter before you finished it. Who does that? Who? What that's, kind of psychopath? Oh my! Yeah, that's like sociopath stuff. I'm sorry. I I read the final chapter of every book before I start it. <laughs> now I accidentally Why? did that for solo leveling, but that was an accident. <laughs> did you do the thing that I did, where it's like, fuck, this book's the other way around? <laughs> no, no, I went to the um to read it, and it's like the last chapter was there, and I just read it. Oh, I was it listed it was. first? Yeah, it was listed first. And I was just like, wait, is that how it ends? I was like, fuck, no, no, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you're going to read something, especially if it's something that's particularly long, you want to know if it ends well, because you want to know if the time investment's going to be worth it. But the whole... It's not about like the destination, the man. It's about the journey. Yeah. I disagree. That's 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 completely insane. But I, I typically only do this for things that are super long. Like if it's if it's a novel series that's like a hundred plus chapters, or a hundred or like fifty plus volumes, yeah, I want to know if the ending is going to be worth my time investment. <laughs> are... I would rather have the journey be great and the ending be shit than like to know that the ending was great, but then I don't get to enjoy the journey now because mm-hmm. I know the ending's great. Hundred percent depends. If I know the ending is shit and people are not like praising it in any other way, then I know it's probably mid anyway at best. But if it's if the ending is shit but people praise everything else about it, then it's probably pretty decent journey. Just the ending is shit. Yeah, I can't relate because I I would never ever fucking do that. <laughs> Read the I ending know. first. I I just like to see how it ends first before I start it. I'm like I'm like You've given me like, like, shock. See, I'm breaking his brain right now. <laughs> it breaks Natalia's brain too. It's funny because like I completely, I don't buy into this whole thing that the ending of a of a work of like a narrative fiction is is paramount. I don't. But then I always want to know if it's good. <laughs> yeah. Then why are you then reading it? <laughs> because it beginnings are always more important than the ending. Then just so read beginning the at the end. I don't under. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I don't. I'm not saying that I'm like consistent in my beliefs. I'm just saying these are my beliefs. <laughs> Your beliefs are trash. Oh Your habits goodness. are trash. I agree, but right. I do think beginnings um, are way more important than endings. Yeah, like if you read the beginning of a novel and it hooks you, like why care about the ending at all? Be like, oh, I need to see how it ends. So now, like, if the beginning is good and the ending is good or bad, I I can decide whether or not I want it. It's like, well, the beginning was good, so. I'd still mm. want to read it. So I, yeah. again, if it only matters about the beginning, why would you read the ending? If it, you know don't care at all. God. I hate you so much. <laughs> it's hypocritical, but I it's, admit that it's hypocritical. You know, I'm, I'm going to move on. I'm moving on. Ian, the first Rasengan. Yeah, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do theming again. I'll do two Shonen Jump moments here for my, okay. my, round, my ro- round robin. First one I have is the first Rasen- the first completed Rasengan from Naruto, which like good choice uh, is like it's Naruto. I feel like I'm just gonna talk about it fairly openly. It's like in 
part one. Uh, you know, he uses the attack you've seen him use hundreds of times if you're someone who doesn't has never watched the series. But there's a lot of that whole arc pretty much builds up to this moment for the most part. And it's used on one of my least favorite. I use least favorite like endearingly. He's like <laughs> a really good villain, like least favorite characters in the series. And it's just it's it's one of the emotional high points of the entirety of like that part of the story. I think, you know, there's I think some... I think it's the high point. I think the the Sasuke fight is the high point for me. Okay, you know what? Fair, but this is clo- this is close, and the the ending of the fight with Gara is would be like mm. my top three of like emotional touchstones for this part of the story. And like there are probably more like hyper individual moments. I mean, you guys talked about the Rock Lee weight drop last time. Yeah. I think that's Bro, like the first so thing it's so that cool. comes to literally anyone's anyone's mind at this point when they talk about um, Naruto is that there's the Sasuke's Chidori in the tournament I think is really cool. But this one is like a thought the tuning exam mark in the first part yeah. of Naruto is really good. Well, because like, we, we get to see a lot of ninja abilities for the first time. So we, and it's a lot of great character moments for all these side characters too. Yeah, because it's at at from that point, like we've only seen the main cast. We don't know anything else about like the rest of the ninja world. And now we're being exposed. Like here are ninja arts from so many different people. It's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Like I love the whole series, um, in its entirety. But the first part, the when they're a little bit younger, has a lot more. I think intrigue for that reason where all of the characters are equal power level for right. the most part, you know, up and down, but cause it reaches a point towards the end where there's like a certain amount of characters that are like worth anything. And at, at this point in the story and everyone else is kind of just relegated to cutting cutaways for reactions. <laughs> like, and 10, so like, 10. Yeah, yeah, like 10, 10. <laughs> not even, they don't even, she doesn't even get that. <laughs> um, Man, they did my girl dirty though. Come on. <laughs> I mean, she did use like projectiles against a wind. I mean, it's user. also in her name too. <laughs> yeah. Her name literally means here and there. Like, you know, I think people have to accept the fact that some characters are just there to be ancillary, and they don't need to have large roles in the story. And we'd all be much happier if we were able to accept that instead of complaining <laughs> about it. Anyway, this this hype moment in Naruto. Um, it's just it just it just has everything. It has the narrative climax of him learning how to use this move. It has it's an a, a emotional fight. It's against the villain. He's getting like verbally attacked by the villain too. So it's like comeuppance. And then also it's just it's just so cool when he grabs him and he has the the kunai sticking through his hand, but he just keeps holding on. And then he ah, oh, that's so good. This seems so good. I call this like Naruto's and then moment because like, it's like, and then like, I'll show you. And then watch this shit. <laughs> no, cause that's the thing. And because it's like, watch this. That's like the whole crux of the scene. Oh, it's so yeah. good. It seems so good. 
my other my other shonen jump one i'm doing this i actually didn't have this but i'm doing this for in honor of matai mm. is um one i won't spoil in full because it's pretty much towards the it's towards the end of the black clover anime oh boy um and i'm just gonna he just it's he just wrote it as i can't do this without you asta and so if you know what i'm talking about it involves absolutely don't it involves it involves a a sword being thrown essentially the crux of this scene is the character that says this it's the first time that they refer to asta by his actual name oh not by some sort of by not some sort of funny nickname nickname or something yeah like not you know the first time asta is being acknowledged yeah and so it's that's a very good moment i think there might be moments i like better in black clover but because natai had that down i wanted to just shout it out because i do it is one of the probably the top emotional moments in the series i will take your word for it but that naruto (laughs) scene though that yeah, Naruto, 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 Naruto. 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 <laughs> we were we mentioned this on a recent episode of the podcast where I I think it, I think it was either Natai or Chino to ask like so what's like your actual favorite show ever and me and John without any hesitation was like Naruto <laughs> yeah my absolute favorite because just because I Bleach was my first and I liked it a lot but I just it just dragged on Eisen Art should have been in the end um even though thousand year blood war is really good it is good i just felt like everything in bleach led up to the whole eisen arc and then they had to add more that this didn't matter it was like kubo tite just added this shit because he was trying to pad his pockets but anyway uh and then <laughs> i mean i stopped reading one piece so i i can't say it's i, I it's it's certainly an anime that a lot of people think is like the ultimate anime because it keeps going on forever. I, I, like I, I'm sure it's great. I liked reading One Piece and like stuff like that. It's just it just feels like it takes forever to do anything. <laughs> it's just I, I don't know. Like week after week coming back, I'm like, oh, I just read the entire chapter in like a minute or two. Now I got to wait another week for nothing to happen. And then obviously there's other like uh, splintered off shonen like Yu Yu Show. I thought was all right but i don't know it just doesn't have yu yu hakusho didn't have a giant impact on me like naruto did Roni because Roni kenshin was a decent one too but again it just didn't like i liked that a lot because that was my first like saturday morning cartoon where i was like Roni kenshin's gonna be on i gotta find the nearest tv to go watch it tonight i gotta do that like i'd be in on vacation at like my grandparents house and i'd freaking feel like it's it's 8 p.m i gotta go watch Roni kenshin (laughs) <laughs> and find the nearest TV so I could freaking watch Veroni Kenshin. God forbid you were somewhere that didn't have cable. No. But it, it's just... I just feel like as a... Probably because Naruto is more of a complete... Like, following him on his journey from, like, kid Naruto and then watching all the movies and stuff, too. Like, Naruto the end, I, I absolutely loved. Mm. And it's just, it's just following him through his journey and coming full circle. And it's like, yeah, this is... To me, this is the ultimate shonen experience. Where I had my highs and I had my lows. You know, there was loss. There was a lot of growth. Cool ass, sick fights. Cool ass abilities. There were tears, many tears. Yeah, there many it's tears. also it's gotten a renaissance the last five or so years. In that, I think when people people got really in the weeds during the war arc of like, I can't keep all the filler. Like, I can't keep watching this every week. Naruto sucks. It's awful. And when it finally ended. 
and everyone was able to like take stock of the entire series it's i think a lot of, a lot of people have been like oh no actually the series is really good and you know As i'm glad whole. i i'm glad i experienced the whole thing yeah there are certainly parts of naruto that i think they could do without um some of the filler arcs are pretty useless uh but i think on the whole i agree it's just it's pretty good yeah yeah in terms of like the canon stuff like the manga stuff i mm-hmm. i i don't know if there's an arc like the war arc does drag a bit oh, yeah it has its moments where it drags for i sure. don't think it's bad Hmm. you know what i have is there like an ending i would have liked a little better probably not like the ending ending but like the, the final boss ending probably but also like i think i still enjoy it I, yeah i've also watched every single episode of filler because i'm a <laughs> maniac <laughs> so have i <laughs> every movie and every episode of filler and i have not touched boruto hmm. half for that fact because i needed to like cleanse my body <laughs> for a few years (laughs) all right so the last thing that i wanted to talk about was it's hype for a reason that's not happy um so speaking of trigger which we were before um trigger the very the second thing that trigger ever made as like as a standalone thing as you know their own production after they made kill the kill was an anime that a lot of people have forgotten and i think partially with good reason called when supernatural battles became commonplace it does not look like anything else that trigger makes it doesn't look anything like trigger like in my opinion i think it looks more like a it's not generic like anime (laughs) no yeah it kind of looks like a kill annie like type anime the characters are kind of only yeah um but and, and up until very recently it was the only thing trigger had made that was an adaptation um but this anime is remembered for one thing in particular and that is a monologue that one of the characters gives that is probably some of the best voice acting that anime has ever seen quite literally has spawned thousands of video essays as well yeah about this one thing it's like uh, the only thing people ever talk about for this freaking show it's like you know did you know she did it in one breath it left everyone in the studio like speechless speechless and i'm like i i could imagine that it's a pretty good fucking yeah. speech it, it is amazing when you actually watch this whole monologue and the monologue itself is like i think three ish minutes long and it's just her just just talking just well, ranting really but it is crazy to think that it was all done in one take that like, what you hear in the anime is the only recording of it that exists because they never did a second take it is sayori hayami i thought it was sayori yep. hayami but i wanted to double check before i said anything yeah she's unbelie- she's unbelievable and she said in interviews that it like since then like if she had to do it again there's no way she could do it anywhere near as good yeah, i know can't it's recreate like, that there was I, something happened to me i was in the moment and like i just i nailed everything perfectly and i can't do it again like if you asked me to do it again even if you gave me like 30 takes i couldn't do it anywhere near as good as that this is one of those things where i get mildly upset when people i haven't heard it much as much recently i think it was like a when sub versus dub war was a thing that people Mm. talked about i've never heard this scene dubbed is it any good no idea but i was saying people make the (laughs) argument that like you can't oh well you don't understand what they're saying without subtitles you can't tell how good the act like you have no idea how good the acting is because you don't understand what they're saying and i it's just i just vehemently disagree with that you can very clearly tell how good 
of a performance is being put on solely through intonation and um, the emotion that's coming through someone's voice when they're speaking, even if it's in a completely different language. Yeah. And like this scene's a really good example of that, I think. I I do think, and this is something I think I talked about with Natai recently that I think there's some of that argument that can be made as to where like when you actually hear dialogue in uh, your like your native language, one that you understand, it can really point out to you how convoluted and forced some of the dialogue can be. A hundred percent. I think that's why people think dubs are cringy Mm. is because they actually have to hear the lines. What it sounds like. Yeah. They're like, Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) And of course now, uh, apparently now we have to worry about, is it actually what they said? Yeah. That's a completely different argument. (laughs) Well, but what about such uh, English dub bangers such as uh, I'll turn my frying pan into a drying pan. pan. You know, that's good though. That's, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's a good. good dub. The Pokemon dub is a good dub. <laughs> I love jelly donuts. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think that in general, you can usually tell with intonation and like pacing and, 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 all that stuff. Like, I think generally, if you're paying attention, you can tell whether the acting is good or not. Um, one thing you may not be able to tell is whether the dialogue is any good or not. Yeah. Because you can take any, a good actor can take bad dialogue and make it sound good. Unless you're George Lucas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I love I love the, the interview that Mark Hamill gave where he said he went to George Lucas and says, George, I know you can write this, but I have to say it. <laughs> I do remember That's that. Uh, but yeah, I, I love that scene so much just for that voice acting alone. Um, it's not the only, obviously, it's not the only scene in anime that has absolutely phenomenal voice acting in it. It just stands out to me because it's in an anime that's very forgettable. <laughs> like yeah. when and Supernatural, not no, no disrespect to anyone who worked on it. It's just the anime itself is pretty mid, except for this one scene. No, until you get to the ending when shit actually starts popping off about like which the is also something that you're like which Yo. is also something that's that is uh, like a negative against this adaptation is it's a go read the fucking source material ending goddammit. yeah because it ends on a like now we have all the mystery because it it seems so much like a slice of life like it doesn't like oh sure supernatural battles and they have powers and shit but it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Right. And the dude's like, is it ha- is it real? Is it not real? Like the dude's just being kind of a chuny the entire time. Then you get to the ending of it, and you're just like, oh, oh shit, there's actually more to this than we thought. And then it ends. And you're like, oh, okay. There's a part of me that really wishes Trigger would remake this today with like a complete adaptation of the source material because I have not gone and read the source material, but I've talked to people that have, and they say the second half of the source material is actually pretty damn good. It's a shame that they haven't gone back to it. Yeah, it is the I just checked. It is the second lowest rated trigger, pro, like full production. They have a lot of other stuff on uh, Mal, which What's take that. It's Ninja Slayer. Ninja Slayer oh. is the lowest oh. um, by, uh, by trigger, a significant right? some margin. Yeah, margin. That, that's, Ninja, that's super old trigger. Ninja Slayer is 6.6. Um, that's their lowest, a 6.6? Yeah. That's actually that's pretty bad. decent. Supernatural <laughs> Battles is 7.06. That's actually a respectable score. A Kiss Knife is 7.37, which is higher than Darling in the Franks. And higher that's... than B- and higher than BNA. That's unfortunate. 
uh, very unfortunate. But also, like, Gridman has a 7.12, so, again, grain of salt with this. I like Gridman, though. I think I gave Gridman a 7, but I want to go back because there's a lot of stuff for that series that I think I overlooked. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> talk um, about Trigger another time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm always down for talking about Trigger. Did Remember that to the trigger retrospective. I we've already done one, but I'll do another one. I'll do it again. <laughs> Remember that time we were at Ozakon and Natai cut off uh, Hiroyuki Imaishi? No, Yoyo Shinari. Oh, Yoyo Shinari, yeah, yeah. Imaishi wasn't there. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, incredible. I remember. Yeah, literally just the, walked the panel, right into the man. Our the panel just ended for Cyberpunk, right? And we we're like, oh, awesome! And then we were filtering out. And as our group was walking out, like I see Studio Trigger walk out too. I'm like, oh fuck! Do I go up to them? And I'm like, I know, I know, uh, Sashin, you know, Onegaishimasu or what? Just some shit. Like, do I approach them and ask for a fucking autograph and pictures, or is that super cringe because they're trying to go do something else right now? And fucking Natai just doesn't notice that Studio Trigger has exited the venue and are right next and he to just him. like. It, he literally cuts in front because they're on our left and uh, we're on the right. So then he wants to go ahead. So he cuts off Yo-Yo Shinari. He just goes in front of the dude. We're like, yo! My God. <laughs> My oh. guy. And then he didn't notice at all until they finally, uh, until we stopped and they passed. And I'm like, did, did you not just see that you just cut off Yo-Yo Shinari? He's like, what? I'm like, <laughs> Tr- Studio Trigger was right behind you, oh bro. My uh, oh, my goodness. We we yeah. read about that all the time now. <laughs> oh, so I would. That's a, that's incredibly funny. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's that's all I got. So John, what do you? What else you got? All right. Well, I finally have fights. <laughs> oh, I, I finally add, decided to add action into this hype moment. Uh, huge spoilers for Seven Deadly Sins. If people still even know also, a series, you series. should definitely watch or read. It's definitely worth. Actually, it. no. It's you should read it. You shouldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Fucking the Dean. <laughs> the Henderson fight in Seven Deadly Sins is so fucking cool. Yes. Like the the fucking the reveal that Henderson is like the mastermind behind all of it. You're like, "What? What? I didn't see this coming. Like, what the fuck?" And then the actual fight itself, the music is on point. The animation is fucking amazing. Did Dean do the first season? No. No. Okay. Let's um, let's see. I don't know who was the animation studio for the first. It I want to say House, it was right? A1, but I could be wrong. First season was animated by A1 Pictures. Yeah. Okay, it was A1. And it, at A1, A1's a giant company, by the way. And they have like, like, there's certain teams on A1 that are just, they produce the most beautiful fucking things. And then there's other teams on A1 who just like, don't do anything. <laughs> they, Wait, is it, they, is it okay. Kaguya done by A1? I don't remember. I, I, think, I think so think so and they put like the b or the c team on the first season (laughs) yeah the b team and then after it like brought in a little money they're like all right we're gonna put our a team yeah it's a A one yeah yeah so a one is like a giant huge umbrella of different studios uh, or teams so there are certain teams there that just like do phenomenal animation work and that team was put on the henderson fight because holy shit i was it was it's just so cool (laughs) we've spent this entire time like waiting for Melodius to actually, like, fight. Actually fucking do something. And in the Henderson fight, we actually see Melodius actually, like, he unsheaves, like, 10% of his power. And you're like, oh, 
Whoa, Melodious. Whoa, he's at. Whoa. Why is he called the Sin of Wrath? Because of this boy. I, I got super hyped for it. It's what, like, drew me. Like, I, I remember watching Seven Deadly Sins before I read it. And mm-hmm. it's this Henderson fight that made me just go, like, I got to fucking read this now. I have to read the manga. Yeah. There's something I think about a probably good, about the same like, for me too. Sorry, it's okay. I would say something about a really a good early, sh- early series shonen fight where the power scaling hasn't gone out of control, and right. often like you're seeing this some of the power for the first time. That is always just so good when done yes. well that it's sh- it's just it, it's some of the best stuff. It's one of the best fight scenes you can get. I That's... think in in almost all of anime. That's kind of a problem, though, with like late, especially with shonen, like late stage story fights, is that all of the moves just come down to just bigger landscape reducing farts. <laughs> yeah, because the the scale is too big. Like, uh, I see. I'm gonna attack in a uh, a One Punch Man reference here, but oh boy, the, the Genos fight in One Punch Man is really awesome, and it's just like just because of the absolute scale of like Saitama's power. That's why. So I'm like, yes and no with the like landscape reducing fart powers. Cause it, it can it, be done then, well. Yeah. You have to do because, it well. Yeah. Cause for the, uh, the Genos fight, it's the music, it's the build up. It's like mm-hmm. the fact that we've known that Saitama can literally just slap people and kill them. Like <laughs> you can literally just, destroyed like dragon rank monsters so it's like, I, I we don't know how strong it... he is but we I... don't truly know how strong he is until sure. the genos fight where it's like the absolute like imminent death that happens to genos when he sees like saitama actually react i don't think it can be understated too especially in shonen with when they have these super hype fights just how much the the soundtrack really plays into the hype factor too which oh, you I don't mean... get with a manga 100 <laughs> percent hundred percent. I have been working on a My Hero video recently, just like because about the most recent season, because uh, I thought it was good. And thinking My Hero is good is a controversial opinion at this point in time. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> is on this podcast. Um, it certainly but, is if you're here with me and Alex. <laughs> like the the um, you say run is they still use it, obviously, in season six. And it's still it still hits. It's still like an incredible OSD. There are like there are things you need there are it. things I genuinely love about my hero. The story is not one of them. <laughs> I actually do like the music and, and uh, I do. The I actually I, I own I, I own the soundtrack good. to the first season. <laughs> it's by the same guy as Haikyuu, I think. Now I'm gonna is look it? that up. It that might, makes sense because the be music wrong, in Haikyuu is super hype too. But yeah, like look at Hayashi. a look at a, a show like kill a kill like the soundtrack is fucking phenomenal yuki sawano my dude <laughs> i know yeah well, Yuki Sawano is unbelievable I, I feel yeah. i feel i feel like sawano having sawano do your ost is like cheating at this point that's the equivalent of doing steroids in sports i don't know it can't save every show because was it recreators i believe that's the one that uh i like he was i, I like recreators oh my god oh, okay Here we go. <laughs> look at the minority over there like who actually liked recreators like oh god I thought it was okay. I mean, it's not great, but uh, Guilty but Crown, soundtrack. for example. Yeah, a Guilty Crown soundtrack really is elevated amazing as well. Uh, too bad I hate the story of Guilty Crown. Yeah, I'm not oh. going to defend. I won't defend Guilty Crown. If you, 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 there you go. <laughs> the soundtrack, though. <laughs> the soundtrack, though. Ooh. Yeah, uh, Yuki Hayashi is the composer of the My Hero soundtrack as well as the Haiku soundtrack. It's good music. Yeah. 
<laughs> that makes me think of uh, Studio Ghibli with uh, was it Joe Hisaishi? Joe Hisaishi. Yeah, it, yeah. the names Except, are very yeah. similar. Yeah, I'm like he also does amazing work for soundtracks, and it makes yeah. every Ghibli movie like if without him doing the soundtrack, I don't think Ghibli movies would have the same magic, in my opinion. That yeah. could be an episode by oh, itself. It all comes together. Um, I mean, recently you could look at someone like Evan Call, who's been doing some soundtracks. Dude's just pumping out bangers. Oh my he's, god, he's doing the soundtrack for uh, Free Run. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's currently airing. You're absolutely right, and it's it's amazing. The OST in that show is absolutely awesome. Yeah, just like and, uh, uh, Kevin Penkin with um, Made, Made in the Abyss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Evan Call that also did Violet Evergarden soundtrack, or was yes. that Kevin Penkin? No, it was Evan, no, Call. It was Evan Call. Okay. That also is a great soundtrack. Um, hype. When are we doing the hype soundtracks uh, episode, John? <laughs> Honestly, actually, like I think that's actually a good idea <laughs> for an episode. Ian, you want to be on that? We can I'll talk about how great I'll, soundtracks I'll are. I'll just talk about how great you, you Say Run is, and then I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> and and don't, <laughs> just talk about how great everything in uh, Kill a Kill is. No, yeah, the, the you don't lose your way in Kill a Kill. The My Hero one, the Attack on Titan, there's a couple fight really good power. ones. Yeah, Gurren. No, that's that's a you. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that. Actually, we should seriously, that. we should. Act, I'm not even joking. We should do that, John. Now I do remember. I'm pretty sure we did a music and OST episode. No, a long or time ago we did an episode where we talked about composers. Was it composers? Okay. Yeah, we talked about anime uh, OST composers. Okay. And I remember, yeah, I remember that because like three quarters of the episode is just us talking about Hiroyuki Sawano's soundtracks. <laughs> Dude's the goat, man. Like he is the king of what he does. Makes banger soundtracks that I get hyped to. They're almost always the same, or like very similar. And I, I you know, I don't care. That's what I want. I'm, I'm getting what I want. It's like John Williams in like live action movies. Like a lot of his soundtracks sound similar, but they're always great. Um, but no, you were talking about um, One Punch Man. Uh, Ian has something from Mob Psycho on his list. Yeah, I'll do that, and then we can go back, and then okay, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, so Mob is an interesting series for me because it's Mob is in the same camp as Hunter Hunter for me where I really like it, but I feel like I don't like it as much as the people that really like it. <laughs> and so I feel like it's like almost like I don't like it, even though I do like like Mob is like a, like a 9 out of 10 for me. And I think for some people, they're like, what do you mean it's not a 10 out of 10? Like, what do you mean it's not your favorite I feel anime? the same way, though, because we wa- I watched it for the very first time. I'd never seen Mob Psycho 100 until earlier this year when we did a spoiler cast for each of the three series. Um, and I, that's what I came away with. Like, overall, I gave the series a, a, nine, a 9 out of 10, which is a great score to give anything. Um, but then everyone's like, what do you mean it's not perfect? Yeah. <laughs> no, the reason we're shitting on you is because your one problem with the last season was the dumbest fucking problem. <laughs> That's why we were shitting all over you, Alex. I just think this should have ended no, at the midpoint. No, that's stupid. You don't understand character Ooh. writing. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Ian. But the and so there's a lot of really great fights in the series, and I think there are definitely ones that are significantly better than the one I have here, which is the Mob versus Koyama fight. Which for I don't remember character names in the show outside of the main character. So this is like the guy who like wraps the the energy around his arms and has like a little like punchy fists. Mm-hmm. This is like episode yeah, six or episode seven or something. Um, and this is like really, it's like to me, like one of the first 
like oh my god the animation in this series is unbelievable moments right where the fight it's not really much of a fight he hits he mob hits the guy a couple times and he get mob gets beat up for a good solid like minute and then he we got we got a we got a 100 and then he just like absolutely obliterate like he just he like suplexes this guy like through a building and it's like <laughs> yeah. fully animated with like the like the, the steel like melting and it like looks unbelievable and i just remember watching this back when the first season came out and just being like oh my god like what like what it, what is like i've never seen anything like this this is like this is unbelievable um and then obviously the rest of the season is pretty good but this was that moment where i was like wait no like this show is incredible like what, right what it was right. definitely the first moment that because everyone uh, knew about Mob Psycho from One Punch Man because, you know, one did both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone went into Mob Psycho expecting it to be like One Punch Man. And then we're disappointed that it wasn't until we get to this scene. Yeah, that this is when everyone's like, OK, no, this is actually on par, if not better than One Punch Man. And it's like it's definitely its own thing. It's not yeah. trying to be One Punch Man. But this like isn't even like my, a couple of my other ones we'll get to as we wrap up are is are like you know things that are thematic and character moments and a lot of my some of my other ones were too. This one's just like I just think it's really cool, and it looks really cool. And I think I I think it wouldn't be on here if not for the like insane animation that Bones did for this scene. Like that's Visual- Bones. Visually, Bones did a great man? job with what? Mob. Is it now? Yeah, now, it's Bones. Is it Bones? Mm-hmm. Because I know it's Madhouse for One Punch Man for the first yeah, season. Yeah, it's, it's Bones. It's Bones. Oh my God, it's Bones! Wow, yeah. good job. Like I just don't think this scene would be up to like up to this level without the level of animation. Yeah, really it's definitely. Uh, I'm usually not a stickler for like art and animation. I'm like, because. <laughs> A, a, a very good anime is DJ Tonkatsu. I think it's hilarious. I, I love the show. It is animated and it has like it's like a, a Windows slideshow or PowerPoint slideshow. Okay, wait, are it's it's animated really? It, it, if we play fast and loose with the term animated, we could call it animated. But it's kind of like Speed Racer, where it's like it has still frames where they just have reaction faces. So it's not very um it's. It does, and it, the art style is pretty bad, <laughs> but I think the story is very enjoyable because it's just, it's funny. It's about a, a kid who wants to be a DJ, but his dad runs a, a, a tonkatsu joint and he has to help out. But he's like, you don't understand me, dad. I'm going to be a rapper one day. You just, I'm a DJ rapper. Yo, yo. And then he goes like to record stores and like gets like old music to like mix and stuff. And then it's just really cool. I don't know. It, it's, it's hard for me to describe why it's so cool and why I like it if you don't know what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> from the outside looking in, it's like, wait, it looks bad. It's got a silly story. It's not even animated. Like, why would I want to watch this? I'm like, I, I can't tell you, man. Just watch it. <laughs> you watch it and you'll be like, oh, I, I kind of didn't hate that. I, you know, I kind of enjoyed it, actually. And you don't know why. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, for the last of my list, uh <laughs> I know I don't like Sword Art Online. I I can definitely say this, the writing in Sword Art Online is abysmal. <laughs> it's terrible, to say the least. You, you cannot deny though that the animation and the soundtrack are pretty good. Yeah. And the first and scene moments. where I was like, 
I've said this before. If I can make a supercut of Sword Art Online for like just only the action sequences in all of the series, I would just watch that and be like, yep, that was Sword Art Online. That is good for me. But uh, when Kirito finally unleashes his Starburst stream, because at this point, like it, this is pretty early on in the anime. And other than the the super hype opening song by um, Lisa Crossing Field, like it's fucking amazing. I love that opening song. But at this point, all we know about Kirito is like, oh, he, he they call him a, something called a beater, which is like he was a beta tester. So it's like a beta testing cheater because he knows how to clear the stuff. And it's like all we know is he's a beater. We don't actually see him being actually like super cool or strong until we get to the moment where he does the Starburst stream. Where it's like he does like a 27 hit combo and it's like the hype is fucking shit. Because the, the voice actor for Kirito is just screaming the entire time. Aah! And then just fucking doing combos. And you're just like... Like, I don't know why this is hype, but I'm just like... It's not a giant build. Maybe because I believe he's doing this because it's a, it's a build up of the story so far. Of like, Kirito has entered this world. Everyone does fucking hate him because he's a beater. Um, and then... He, like, goes through some personal loss of, like, he, he finally finds a party who's willing to accept him, and then he loses them. And then he's just, like, upset about, like, oh, this is why I shouldn't be in a party. Like, I can't. I have to be alone because of this and that. Like, it's better if I'm alone. But then he finally meets Asuna, and he does the Starburst stream, uh, and he fucking dual wields and shit. Like, the, the crazy, like, he actually dual wields the one skill that no one else in the world has, his one superpower. He gets, he gets dual wielding proficiency, and it's to save Asuna. So it's like all the emotion from the last couple like episodes that lead up to Star Wars stream kind of just like culminate. And that's why it's so hype. You know, like I wouldn't say that's good character writing, but it's good built up to this moment. And it and looks fine. good. Yeah, it looks great. And the soundtrack's amazing. So I, I like it for that reason. Did you know this actually happens in volume one of the white novel? Really? Really? So SAO, you can't see this. I have the first nine volumes. So I used to really like it. Oh. So I have the first nine oh, volumes of the White Novel. used to be edgy novel. as well, I see. <laughs> um, but the first, the, the series was written as a one-off novel to try to win a contest. I don't remember what, it's one of the White Novel contests. Um, and people liked it so much that he started publishing it, you know, online. And then it becomes a full novel later. But basically the first novel is, episode one is a flashback in the novel. It starts around like episode seven or eight it starts with like them already established they're already on like floor 74 and then like the midpoint of the novel is this when they get trapped in the boss room and he needs to use the the dual wielding to help save them and then the end of the novel is when they get out of sao and it was oh. like okay that's the story and so the reason why this this actual like the anime is so weirdly like non-linear or not non-linear they made it linear after the fact but like it just kind of jumps around is mm -hmm. because it was never written to be like this long winded story of them trapped in the game like it was just a one it was like a one shot basically okay and that's not that's not a defense of the writing the writing is still not good but <laughs> i just think like it's interesting that like there's like there's a, at least there's a couple anime at least one anime original episode i think two that he just wrote for the anime and then basically backfilled like volume four i think i could go look but i'm not going to is like just a whole bunch of side stories that happened while they were stuck in the game 
And so like all those episodes that are just like weird little side stories in between like the start and then like when stuff becomes more of like an actual story um, or it's just like another novel that he wrote to fill in the blanks. I did not know that. Yeah, I know too much a lot about of sense, that though. series. It's kind of, I wish I had like other things in my brain, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, uh, well, that uh, that wraps it up for my list because I, it's really all I got. I'd have to think yeah. about a lot of this. Actually, every single thing on here was from uh, leftovers from the last episode yeah, that I didn't get to. For me too. <laughs> so. You guys took a lot of my JoJo's ones from the last episode. <laughs> that I, was I just mean, like, <gasps> it's the secretary. Oh no, we're live! Stop! Get out of the recording! Mom, get get out of my room! We're playing Minecraft! (laughs) How unprofessional of me. Oh my goodness. I'll just Uh, go through my last two then. We can probably wrap up, right? Yeah. This happened last time too when I recorded with you guys where it is now completely dark out behind me. (laughs) It was not completely dark out before that. And yeah. if I if I didn't have completely dark outside, if I if I didn't have a ring light on my desk, I would be you just wouldn't be able to see me. <laughs> so my last two are I'm gonna I'm gonna do fate first because I want to end with the other one. So I just threw this on for Fate Zero, the Excalibur scene. Have you both of you guys seen Fate Zero, or have you not seen Fate I Zero? I have. Okay. Well, there's it's basically the end of the first core is a large climax in the story pretty much all the characters have come together to fight one specific villain and it's really the only time this happens in the story and this is like what i was talking about earlier where this is like a culmination of it's a couple of things the culmination to character moment and it's also the actually getting to see the full power of one of the main characters because up to this point you haven't we haven't seen saber use her noble phantasm at any point and this is the actual moment that you get to see it. And it's unbelievable. It is like, it is peak fiction, one could say. <laughs> um, Absolute was, cinema, as uh, Martin Scorsese would say. And like, this is one of those moments where I think the animation and the music do elevate it. And that's what makes it so good. But it's just the, she- like the sheer moment of this actually happening and then actually seeing how overwhelmingly strong it actually is is such an incredible moment and in a series that has sneakily has a lot of hype moments inside a lot of other painful moments i i think this is probably my favorite the only other one would be towards the end where one of the villains um that i like absolutely love uh gets some comeuppance and then that's like a nice little fun moment but this one is (laughs) i think in terms of just like spectacle is so cool I mean, okay. Fate Zero is, they're animated by Ufotable, right? Yeah. Ufotable. Yes. So it's like the entire series is pretty hype just because it looks great. I love all the fight scenes. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. it looks unbelievable. I think Unlimited Blade coming off of like, um, I think so too. But coming off of like, I didn't, the only Fate before Fate Zero was uh, Fate Stay Night <laughs> for me. Okay. 2006. <laughs> Studio I, Dean! I oh, absolutely hated Fate Stay Night. <laughs> Why does Dean ruin everything, John? It's, People it's, die when they are killed. It's like, bad, and also it's my least favorite route. And so it's like a, just a combination of 
of like not liking the route and also the animation is brutal oh my goodness yeah and I'm, I'm just not that invested in the fate series but after people were talking about like oh my god fate zero looks so beautiful floatable does it justice and i'm like okay i'll check it out and i'm like okay pretty solid photo you're pretty good studio yeah <laughs> y'all yeah, are y'all are okay at what you do i guess <laughs> zero is I, the one i always recommend people who aren't into the series because it's it's not, a good starting point and it's also not a not based off of a like a dating sim right yeah. it's just yeah. like a novel something Ginnerabuchi just wrote <laughs> yeah and so it's it, it you know there's no i think i think blade works is still pretty good and i actually haven't seen heaven's feel and i've heard that's really good but like i just think zero doesn't have any of the weird like this is where certain scenes would be in the game and we need to represent that in a way to keep this under an 18 plus rating right <laughs> zero is just pretty much just a straightforward story and it makes a lot and it's of also kind of standalone sense. too like if, you, if it's all you ever watch with fate it's a standalone story it, it finishes itself yeah then and also it also you can people see sorry i'm not going to go on my fate tangent here but <laughs> people seem to I, this is why like what you're talking about earlier with like seeing the ending before like if I if I know the ending before I watch something, it reduces the impact of it for me. Versus, and that's why I always recommend people watch Zero and then UBW. But then, oh, people are just so in, insistent. You, oh no, you gotta you gotta do O six first, and then you gotta do UBW, and then you can watch Fade Zero. And it's just like I, I guess, sure, whatever. But I don't know. Already knowing, because like both of those, particularly O six, like blatantly spoils the ending of zero like the beginning of 06 tells you what happens at the end of zero because mm. it came first like because from that point of view it's just the setup for the story that was before zero existed yeah um but then it just you go into like particularly a story like zero to me if you know the ending it kind of reduces what what's going on in the story anyway it would it <laughs> wouldn't for me but i can see how it would for a lot of people I just feel like a battle royale, like if you know the ending of a battle royale, it inherently reduces the impact of Yeah, I, I had the same problem with Magical Girl Raising Project, where it's like literally in the first five minutes we know who wins. I'm like, well, why the fuck would I care now that I know that in this magical girl battle royale anime, I know who won. Or at least I know who, who lives to the end because they yeah. only show these characters. <laughs> so everyone else yeah. that you introduced to me, I know is about to get bodied in some weird fucking gory way or something i i have a very different watch order for the fate series um only watch fate zero and that's it that's all you need to know <laughs> that's because you just like fine. hate fate i don't hate it i just don't i think it's very mid is this the moment I... where i show you i have fate grand order downloaded on my phone and then i play <laughs> oh it? my god nerd yeah. <laughs> i think that the uh there's a lot of rabid fans of fate and i i don't understand the appeal like maybe because Fate Stay Night is what soured me on the entire it's series, dumb. but I just don't think it's like that. It's but porn. That's it's the porn. appeal. Yeah. Okay. You got me there. Mordred is pretty hot. I agree. Yeah. You're right. What? What? What is the appeal of My Hero Academia? Porn. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> He's got. Ian's got to go. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Ian. No, I just. I. I, I 
it's it's all right for what it is, but I don't think it's great. I feel I find that Fade is just very five and a half to six out of ten most of the time. Is that zero or is that like other I think stuff? Fade as a whole. Oh, so you've seen like Apocrypha and Fate Illinois. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Stuff. I've seen enough to kind of gauge what it's about. <laughs> I, I think Alex haven't is... seen Apocrypha. I, I, I think, Alex, if you've seen Fate, Ilya, Prisma, you'll love it. You'll absolutely yeah, oh, love no, it. No, 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 no. Listen here. I've seen enough of that to know I would like it a lot. <laughs> and this is the part where uh, Alex gets taken in by the FBI. Ian, would you like to be anyway, the f- Anyway, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, um, my God. It's so good. Speaking of watching one over the other. <laughs> is my favorite series of all time. Brotherhood, specifically. I've actually never watched 03. I need to do You've that never episode. watched O three? Yeah, I just haven't gotten around to it. I watched Brotherhood. Brotherhood was my one hundredth anime that I watched. No, uh, and it is. So what I an anniversary do, anime to watch. I want to do O three <laughs> as my three hundredth, but I'm coming up on three hundred real soon, and I don't know if I'm going to have the time to like sit down and watch all. I of don't think you need it. to watch O three to appreciate um, Full Metal Alchemist. I think that Brotherhood starts off with a, a, a prior knowledge of like, okay, you've seen O three, right? It's like yes. But then after that initial hump, you're like, okay, then it's it's fine. But the only thing I do recommend is the the uh, music from O3, like the opening and ending songs. They're yeah. fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I so here's like one of the weird, the most insane person things that I've ever done. Huge fan of Asian Kung Fu Generation. Um, like listen to all their music very regularly. Obviously, their Naruto openings are incredible. Um, but the O3 opening that they did, I think is rewrite. I think rewrite, is the song. Yep. I've never listened to the song because what? I've ne- I every time it comes on on Spotify, I skip it because I want to wait until I watch the <laughs> show and I watch the opening <laughs> that it, it is for that I'll actually listen to the song. It is literally the most certified <laughs> oh, insane thing I've ever done, bro. Like, like seriously, like Natai does Natai does something similar with OP songs like for shows that he wants to watch. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want to listen to the song until I see it in this actual show. <laughs> this is I'm, the I'm... only time I've done this. <laughs> That is pretty insane. Like for me, I, I don't care if I hear the song before or after. Like, in fact, I sometimes hearing the opening song makes me go and read the source material instead. Mm-hmm. Like I did with Oshinoko, where before I even watched the anime, I just listening, listening to Idol by Yosobi. I was just like, the song is so fucking good. I'm going to go read the manga. <laughs> I'm going to watch the opening. I'm going to read the manga. Instead. Yeah, no, I just don't even watch the opening just listen to the song go read the manga fuck the anime (laughs) my last moment here is from full metal and it's um you know towards the relatively towards the end of the story and so i'll just refer to it as the um the end point you if you're someone listening to this and you haven't seen full metal you probably still know you've probably seen this screenshot or he's just he's pointing well he reopens the door and he's pointing and it's just oh it is it, it it it's a moment that i think combines every other type of not the rom-com stuff but every other type of thing that we've talked about so far it's just like it is super hype it is an incredible character moment for for both ed and al it is a very emotional moment it's a climactic moment you know after episodes and episodes and episodes of the series and it's really close to i want to say the most memorable moment for me in the series 
at least close to it. I don't know if it, if, I don't know. I, I didn't put enough thought in if it should actually be number one, but it's definitely there's, up there. There's a few really good moments though, like that in Full Metal Alchemist, especially when you're talking about character moments. Right. The whole final third of that story is like unbelievable. It's the, it, it's, I know it's a meme that it's like number one on Mal. It is the closest for me. It's the closest to like a perfect story. Hmm. Like just the story. Like uh, there, there are very few like flaws I can find in it, even if I'm looking for them in the story. Right. I'm not talking about the production or the voice acting or yeah. whatever, but Tune like specifically when I released story. my video essay about all the plot holes that Ian has missed. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Brotherhood is not the best anime of all time. <laughs> It's clearly Gintama. <laughs> I mean, I like Gintama a lot, but that's just because it's ha funny pop culture references. No, I, I get what he's talking about, though. Like that specific moment, it, it is a culmination of like their journey, right? Yeah. To get to where journey's they are end. now. It's the journey's end. Yeah. It's close to the end. It's, yeah, it's not the but... end, but it's pretty close. No, in the uh, the three part structure, this is would be where the um, resolution, right? This yeah. is the downhill resolution towards it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The climax has kind of already happened, and now you're just going towards just the resolution and the tying up the loose ends, shall we say? Um, yeah, just the 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 last I would say five ish episodes of Brotherhood. Perfect. That's my 10 out of 10. Like, that's like the closest <laughs> yeah. I think I can. Actually, in terms of anime endings, I think that probably is probably the closest for me, at least, to like the perfect ending. I just think that's why it's part of the reason why it's so beloved is just because it nails the, like, it, it just nails the ending 100%. Mm-hmm. And so it, it wraps everything up, it ties everything up in a nice little bow. And so it's like, it makes you feel like the journey. Not like I'm of the mind that ending doesn't ruin the journey, but it but in this case it makes you feel like every single part of the journey was worth it. It all had meaning, and it was yeah. all leading up to something that yeah, just like it all like, intertwines and culminates. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're my wife and you hate um, Brotherhood because they have hard outlines for some reason, it makes it worse. <laughs> That's right. I'm throwing you under the bus. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say something. I completely forgot what it was. Um, now there's there's lots of reasons to like Brotherhood though and it's not just for the story like I feel like and it, the crazy thing is that we got it at all because that came about at a time when once an anime got made for like an adaptation of, of manga got made especially if it was one that wasn't finished fuck you if the manga got finished you ain't getting another anime right like if that happened today yeah sure that might happen but back then it was a miracle that it happened at all well it's just crazy that they did a complete one mm-hmm. with it with its own ending and then went back and did it again that's yep. the craziest part about it well i mean o3's ending is a movie and it kind of fucking sucked so <laughs> kind of <laughs> it was universally not loved doesn't mm-hmm. the tie like that ending better does or he miss your mitt i he don't likes know. i remember him having controversial opinions about full metal and i don't remember if it's that he liked o3 better or that one of our other mutual friends liked O3 better and he was arguing against it. I don't I I remember these conversations happening years ago. I don't remember what's I don't want to like I don't want to like, you know, throw him under the bus. Be like <laughs> he likes O3. 
No, oh, no. Oh, God, no. We can't all be John's wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, these these were all really good uh, moments. I think we talked about here tonight. Um, I don't think there's going to be a part three because <laughs> we're running out of moments, man. Oh, I've got plenty of other moments, but like, how many I've of them are going to be Gintama see... John? No, I've only been discussing old anime. <laughs> I haven't even broken past like twenty eighteen and above anime. That's that, that's actually Kaguya. a good point. That a lot of the stuff that we talked about is like from twenty seventeen back most of the stuff we've talked about both in the last one and this one are not recent anime no there's a lot of like <laughs> like i i have plenty because I've, I've started recently um since i stopped reading manga i've started watching more anime <laughs> so uh, i've been just like binging instead of like my traditional <laughs> three shows a season i think is what i was doing before three or four se- shows a season i'm doing like 12 15 <laughs> This man's and, crazy, uh, and he's reading a bunch of stuff too. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm always reading something. It's either light novels or manga, but I have to pick and choose if I want to watch anime. It's like I can only have two of the three: anime, manga, or light novels. That's fair. So I don't have enough time for all three, unfortunately, because mm. trying to keep up that schedule was fucking insane. Yeah, at some point when it becomes you're just like watching something to check a box that you're, you watched it. It just it's like why. Why am I doing this? Yeah. This point. Yeah. And since I've stopped like spending four to six hours every day catching up on manga, because the worst part for the manga thing was like if I missed a day or two, I'd be so fucking behind. It'd take me an entire week to catch up because it's like, here's this four hour segment of time that I don't have. Now I have to split that off into other days to try Can't to catch go on up. Manga vacations, man. I, I, dude, when we went to DC and I couldn't freaking read manga, I was so upset because I was like, "Fuck, I'm like a week behind." It was only in the week, It was like four days. But yeah, I've I've given up that now because of school. Because I was like, I had to finish my finals and like graduate. So I was like, I can't fucking have any distractions. I actually have to do my freaking um final. So that's where I just dropped in. I just I've been happier. <laughs> I'm enjoying watching all these uh, anime that I I don't read, actually. And you don't know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> a lot of the shows that I do read or have read the novel for or the manga for are pretty disappointing in comparison to the shows that I don't know anything about. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I think we'll go ahead and end it there. Um, thank you, Ian, for stopping by and uh, being a guest again. It's always good to have you. Thank yeah, you for super me. fun. If we ever do a, um, a full metal alchemist roller cast, we got to have you on. <laughs> yeah, I'll need to. I just finally completed. You can't. I don't think you can see this. No, it's too dark. It's right here, but you can't see it. The hardcover versions of the of the manga. Mm. They re-released it recently, where it's it's eighteen volumes and it's all hardcover. They're all, it's nice. all really, really nice. And so I, I just finally completed that collection a couple weeks ago. So I should probably just nice. read through the whole thing. I've actually never read it. So I should read through the whole thing and then I'll come on and we can do that podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, I still love the idea of us doing an episode where we just talk about anime soundtracks and OSTs. Oh, yeah. I think that'd uh, be a really fun episode, too. I, I agree. Uh, Discussion maybe... about different OSTs that are just like amazing. It's like, oh my God, yeah. look at this composer. <laughs> Kevin Penkin! Kevin Call! <laughs> Sawano! Yeah, like everyone on top of everyone's list, Sawano. Um, 
yeah, uh, I know I plugged you a little bit at the beginning of the uh, the episode, but if you want to uh, tell people where they can find all of your stuff, go ahead. Sure. I'm on uh, YouTube at Be More Brass. Make anime videos. A- anime, I anime video essays now. Not all my stuff is like video essays. I guess they are. That video essay is like such a weird descriptor because I feel like the chance I made video is a video essay, but I feel like me talking about an anime for eight minutes isn't, but I think it would still be considered a video classified as essay. a video essay. Yeah. I make anime video essays. <laughs> um, <laughs> be more brass. On, we had to convince him of what he actually does on YouTube. <laughs> Um, and then also, I recently started doing on the channel, we're doing this seasonal thing we're going to do every season where we do like a fantasy draft for the upcoming anime season. And there's four people and we all draft four shows. And at the end of the season, we're going to see who had the best team, right? So Free Ren went number one overall this year. I, gra- I grabbed Spy Family in the first round. And then we kind of go from there and kind of build out our teams. Like and I thought fantasy that- anime. Yeah. We haven't figured out a 100% great way to determine the winner yet. It's currently just like fan vote. But I think that was that was a really fun thing. If, you're, if people are looking for, you know, a what to watch, that's a little bit of in a different vein than just like a what to watch video. I think that's a pretty fun thing that we that I did. Kind of like what we do month. every season, Sean. Yeah. Our, our fall or our, our preview episodes where we just grab shows and talk about them. Yeah, kind of the same idea. Um, but then also on Twitter, be more brass or I'm not going to call it X on Twitter, be more brass and also a Twitch at the same username, but I don't stream much anymore, but I might more, I might soon. Who knows? I say that every month and then I don't. So <laughs> the big one is the YouTube channel and it would be awesome if any, if anyone listening could check it out almost at um, 2,500 subs, I'm just a few mm-hmm. short. So if anyone's there to push me over the top of that milestone, it'd be very cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, if you did like uh, what you saw here tonight, be sure to hit the like and subscribe down below if you're not already subscribed. Um, we're, we're we're closing in on being able to apply for monetization on YouTube. <laughs> we're getting there slowly but surely, boys. Yes, and it was all part of our master plan to use Ian's clout. Yes, <laughs> all, of that, all of that clout that I have. Yes, yep. 100%. <laughs> all of that Twitch clout, right? <laughs> yep, all the 300 followers i have on twitch uh, but yeah thank you everyone for dropping by to watch this um check down below where you can find links to anime club after dark on uh twitter on tiktok thank you natai for doing that um even though you can't be on the podcast right now <laughs> uh what else um discord uh join our discord server if you're not already there you can always keep up with what we're doing on discord Uh, we also have a merch store down below where you can uh, help support the podcast if you would like uh with that i have been your host alex and we will see you next time say goodnight guys good night see ya (laughs) (laughs) hey congrats to the texas rangers (laughs) <laughs> on winning the, su- uh, the Super Bowl, the World the Series. Super Bowl. <laughs> Good Lord. Shame about those Orioles, isn't it? <laughs> well, they won the division. Yeah, maybe next year. I like how I posted that video last night and John's immediate reaction is, why are the Mariners woody? Why you gotta do- Bro, listen, if you don't like the fact that the Mariners do really well and then fucking just flub it at the end, that's then you don't like Mariners baseball. <laughs>
<laughs> it's just like the Cubs. They're, they get so close and they just fuck it up. But then the Cubs actually won one, and so now they're not cute anymore. They're just like a normal <laughs> team. Oh, no. I'm just saying, of all the teams that are out there, especially the one, the five that are left that never won the World Series, there's only one that's never been to the World Series. <laughs> and it's Seattle now, right? Yep. Yep. God, that's... Isn't that right, John? <laughs> that's... Feels bad, man. Feels, Feels bad. 